as I sit here in this podcast with the most, with the biggest critic in the world. That's right. Big dick critic. Big dick critic. That's what is they're going to call me. They're going to call me the big dick critic. BDC? BDC. No. Yeah, BDC. BDC. You know, you're gonna, so years Notorious from now. Notorious BDC. Years from now, we're going to be at some convention. And they're going to be like, Random guy's going to come critic. by and go. He's going to nail boy and go, what up, BDC? And and be I'm like, going to be like, and I'm going to fist bump That's him. the guy that's got the plan right I'm going to fist bump him. <laughs> be like, he knew. He knew. He's old school. Favorite movie of 2017 so far. Go. I you haven't watched a single movie in 2017. I didn't even watch the last Star Wars that came out. That's how bad I am. Hey, you know the speaking of rolling right into our movie talk. Did you know the uh, the new trailer for the Star Wars: The Last Jedi came out? Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. Have you seen it? Yeah. I saw it. Mark Hamill's like fucking that chick. I I didn't see that. Yeah, he's fucking her. He's like, you're gonna be the Ash Jedi. The ass, the ass Jedi. Oh yeah, I didn't see one where Mark Hamill was doing anything to anybody except saying she was like, "Oh, your beard tickles." Saying that the Jedi need to die, or he said they need to leave or go or something. He said the Jedi need to end. Yeah, the Jedi need to end. Yeah, that means that he's gonna fuck the Jedi to death. Mm -hmm. Darth fucking Skywalker. Adam, being the resident Star Wars fanboy and probably a 7200 mile span did you like the force awakens 7200 miles would be the entire united states sure (laughs) it'd be twice three times the distance of the entire united (laughs) your influence your influence spreads wide across the ocean most of it's ocean you think think there are people out there like in the navy out on ships like star wars i mean i guess so you gotta override them too yeah now what were you, what was the question? Did you like the Force Awakens? Did I like the Force? Yeah, I did. G- give us a barometer for the first six movies. Period. The first six movies. Or period? you can tell us your history of the Star Wars period, so people get a good gauge of what type of Star Wars. Man, you are. So let's go with the. Because I mean, you, you've got you've got different kinds of Star Wars fans. You got ones that swear by the original trilogy. Uh huh. And I understand why they swear by the original trilogy. Okay. <coughs> the the biggest issue, however, is that you know they don't you you you've got different types of Star Wars fans. You got people who only watch the original trilogy, and that's their bag, baby. Yeah, you know. And then you've got the people who watch the original trilogy and then proceeded to read all the fucking books and extended universe shit out to fucking high heaven. They're well versed. They know their they, shit. I mean, there was. There was 20 years of content before episode one came out. Yeah. Okay. And so, we are right now 40 something years with this shit. Yep. So now you're looking at the prequels came into existence and now you've got other TV shows. And I mean, we aren't even talking about fucking like little spinoff movies like the one with the Quaker oatmeal guy. I can't remember what the guy's name. Not, not, not Wilford Brindley. Brindley. I know who Wilford Brindley is. I, can, I mean, I can't remember who the. I'm sorry. What That's the, the first Quaker Obiel? It is the, the diabetes guy. Okay, L- let me let me shit on myself before the internet does. The Quaker Oatmeal guy didn't have a beard or a mustache, correct? 
No, 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 no. I, not I the Quaker. Not the Quaker oatmeal guy like he was fucking. Like the brand. Like the guy on the fucking logo. Yeah. The Quaker oatmeal guy is fucking Wilford Brimley. He used to do Quaker oatmeal commercials. Oh, okay. So I'm not I'm not completely wrong. Okay. You aren't. You aren't. The Quaker dude on the fucking label is not Wilford Brimley. Right. <laughs> but he did used to advertise Quaker oatmeal. Yeah. Which is like the shittiest fucking oatmeal you can buy. What? It is. Are you shitting on like the the standard Quaker oatmeal, the one that comes in a big tube? It's like flavorless. You know what I'm talking about? It's oatmeal. It's just fucking like oatmeal with nothing in it. Okay. They started making to tell you the thing is the the thing is well you don't fucking pick my brain then because this is where we're going. We're down the rabbit hole on oatmeal now. Name your favorite oatmeal brand then. Go. Quaker oatmeal. You just oh shit because you didn't let me finish. You notice they don't sell the big tubes, or they at least I haven't noticed them selling the big fucking cylinders of fucking plain oatmeal anymore. What does the packaging matter? Well, because they started putting flavors in it and selling like variety packs and stuff like that. You don't. They got out of that because it was shit. You don't know this because you don't work out hardcore like I do. Oh man! But when you just sometimes you slather your body with oatmeal. Yeah. One of the. It's one, like you got chicken pox. I'm saying one before the fucking citizens of the world get down my neck about this. One of a staple meal that people who work out like to eat is oatmeal, but they do not get it with flavor. They get it plain because anything you add to it, the fruit, the sugar, the cinnamon, whatever, that's you, they want it pure fucking oatmeal. You just have to eat pure. Now that, that's disgusting. To me, exactly. To me, that's the equivalent of saying, "Well, I like unsweet tea." Full stop. Don't add your own. I mean, sugar. at least Don't tea. Add anything at least just tea is like there's different types of it's tea, bitter, but it's bitter. But I mean, it's like coffee. It's like there's different types. You can add a flavor to the standard without adding sugar or extra stuff. You know, it'll tell a lot about a man how you like your coffee. Do you like your coffee just flat black? I like my coffee in a multitude. Of, I'll take any type of coffee I can get. You take flat. I, no I, I'll drink fucking coffee. flat coffee. I'll drink fucking cold coffee. I'll drink fucking mocha. I'll, I'm, I'm, I do not fucking discriminate. What about, what about it's all you? pink in the middle, baby. What about? What, okay. <laughs> Glossing over that. Glossing. What about grits? How do you, how do you like your grits? In the trash. You don't eat grits at all. Not okay, even. Okay. Somebody bit. told you, hey. Fuck you, BDC. You gotta eat these grits. I fucking and, and, they I, said, and you can decorate them any way you want. To. I would decorate them with his face. <laughs> these are things that I'm. This is the point I'm getting at, though. You got oatmeal. You got grits. You got coffee. Some some standard breakfast fare. And there are people that love to have these just flat, no no flavoring, no sugar, no fruit, no nothing. I'm not that guy. If I have grits, I need to have butter. And yeah, well, fuck, fuck you. I'm from the north. I like having sugar in my grits because plain grits are fucking disgusting. When yep. I have coffee, I like to put sugar and maybe some type of flavor. Some people put cheese. My, my dad used to put cheese in his grits. If I put tea, I'll take sugar with but it. They learn. Or even they honey. learn not to hand me a bowl of grits because I'll waste the shit out of them grits. Oatmeal, gotta have something in it. What, I'll wait until they emulsify into a solid object before I leave the table. What's your favorite flavoring to go into oatmeal? My favorite fun brown sugar. By the way, Duh. let's get the, let's get this shit out of the brown way. Brown sugar. Let's get this shit Maple out of the way real quick sugar. while we tan while we tangent onward for life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael, and I'm Adam. <laughs> oh, sorry. So anyway, oatmeal flavor go. Um, 
How do we get from Star Wars to oatmeal? It doesn't matter. Jesus go. Christ. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the segues have occurred. We will backtrack. This is Dark Souls. We will go back to previous okay. areas. Uh, let's see. Um, and it don't, I, I know that your the morning or the time you eat it may vary. So there may be just give us my some, favorite my what, favorite type my what favorite flavors flavor. Do you like? I, I fucking love the maple and brown sugar standard, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the apple. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this is kind of a sentimental thing. But my uh, back in the day, they used to make this kind of oatmeal that had little fucking gummies in it. Okay, and they were all hidden. You remember it. It's, it's, remember it's fucking it. coming out. Oh, my God. It's coming out. All right? Now, you oh would pour the water in, and they were, like, hidden up until yes. you poured the water in, yes. and then it would, like, remove the coating off the fucking gummies, and they'd magically appear oh, when you stirred it. Wow. Right? I forgot all about that. That reminded me of a very turbulent point in my life where my grandmother used to give me that. Oh, man. And those were good. I remember that being, like, the best. Of that. It probably tastes like straight ass. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but it probably tastes that. like emulsified fucking ass. But tell a kid that's that. twice I've said emulsified. Now you three did. times. Now, yep, yep. I that's fucking your word that's my cast. word yeah. for the cast. Emulsified, emulsified cast. Hey, anyway. is uh, emulsified in your wheelhouse of vocabulary? It is now. <laughs> so uh, we just jack each other off, uh, right? Yeah. Here. Just so maple brown sugar, apple, and that's dead. Gummy whatever bears. weird gummy bear fucking flavor that was. I don't even remember what the flavor was. It's what I like, and apple I, cinnamon or something. I can I test these out. I've tested them out before when I get like the variety pack. Is uh, you know it has the peaches in it as well. It has the strawberry in it as well. Anything. It has the grape or whatever. Oh god. Know. The three that I usually revolve around is the maple sugar and the apple and the strawberry. But here's where I started doing it different. When I make my oatmeal in the morning, I usually use only two packs. I'll take two and mix them. I'll take brown sugar and apple, mix them together. I'll take strawberry and apple sugar and mix them together. And it now, doesn't. It's not like blow your mind. Oh shit! Tech for breakfast shit. But so you basically just make suicide oatmeal. Yeah, and it's good. You're fucking. You're you're fucking. Now, moving, if, man. if I you're dangerous. I, you're dangerous to the oatmeal fucking community. I'm dangerous to myself because of my laziness. Because if I was any type of man that could could get off his lazy ass and do something with his life, I would just go get actual fucking fruit, like actual strawberries. And I've never did that to myself. I've never had like genuine. I have had it because, believe it or not, this is where that fucking hatred for plain oatmeal came from. My family decided they were going to cut corners mm-hmm. and buy that and buy the big cylinder and mm-hmm. then fucking add the brown sugar and add the whatever. Didn't work. No, sir. See, I would think that even if I went out and got strawberries and cut them up into chunks and put them in, I feel I would still have to put sugar in it. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact is, it's like a flavored sweetened powder. And, yeah. You know, they've ground everything up real fine, so it coats every flake. Mm-hmm. And unless you can manage to, be, you know, pull off that fucking chef miracle right there, you're not going to be able to replicate that. You'd have to finally puree the apples. Yep. Uh, and you know, you see pictures of big whole fucking pieces of apple in there. Those aren't what's providing the flavor. No. You know, you gotta make sure that that shit powders every fucking little flake of oatmeal. Cooking with Adam. Yep. So, I mean, you know, and you're not likely to succeed at that unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I remember another side story. Did you ever get chicken pox as a kid? I've never had that stuff. No. You poor bastard. Well, this will help you if you ever get it. You know what the cure for chicken pox is, or one of the relief things for chicken pox is? Mm-mm. Fill a bathtub up with warm water. Sit in it. Mix in oatmeal. 
That's a shit. No, no shit. It worked. <laughs> no, they used it when I was fucking however old I was when I get chicken pox. They literally fucking gave me an entire like, like the whole oh, the whole cylinder oatmeal just Damn. full. And it worked. Yeah, it All like right. it makes the itching stop. Because you will scar yourself itching fucking chicken pox. Yeah. And I do have like one or two scars from chicken pox. But on your penis? Yep, they're on my penis. Mm-hmm. They they provide extra. One is like a crater. They they're actually my secret to why I fucking you know pleasure the girls so is that well. That sexual that rub that your, rub gets it in, on the way in. It's just it, it stimulates. Hey baby, I got craters in my dick. Yep, they what call up? me they call me crater get dick. On, oh level. yeah, crater dick. Crater, oh god. <laughs> so uh, oatmeal is. <laughs> I. I, to tell you the truth, I like the off-brand oatmeals now just because they're cheaper. But hey, oatmeal's fucking oatmeal, dude. Yeah, oatmeal's oatmeal. So, yeah. uh, so anyways, it's back like to milk. Star Wars. Back to Star. Oh, oh, with milk. I think I've tried that one time. I've tried uh, oat another milk. tangent. Do you remember this? The uh, oh, they still have this to this day because I seen it in Walmart when we just went shopping. You did you ever have grape nuts? Yeah. Okay. I still eat grape nuts. God. Uh, Fucking, my mom and dad had grape nuts when I was a kid, and that shit was fucking delicious. Yeah. But the problem for me was, my foods, I like a lot of my foods to be chewy. Like when I have cereal, I don't like to pour milk in straight and just start crunching. I like it when it sops the milk up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You could set fucking milk in them grape nuts for 40 minutes, and they're like, nah, bruh, get these rocks in your mouth, because you chewing crunch. <laughs> that, that thing about- So, hold on, so I heard this, I'm talking, I'm in my 20s when I heard this, so like, bruh. Did you never have that with milk? Of course I had it with milk. And it's like, no, no, no. Hold on. Did you ever have it with warm milk? No. Well, fuck that. What am I going to put warm milk? Is up, believe it. Try that shit out. And I tried that one time. And that's the fucking secret. You got to heat the damn milk up. And then and then the, the, the grape nuts just give way. <laughs> and it's better that way. Well, if but you I've never the, tried milk in my oatmeal. If you leave the milk in the, in the grape nuts, it will eventually make it where you don't have any milk in the bowl. Yeah, they will absorb all the fucking yeah, milk in the bowl, like, and there will be, a, and it's like a, it's no longer milk and cereal. It's like a paste. It's like a paste. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like oatmeal in a way. Yeah, but I've never tried oatmeal with milk before. Maybe I'll try that sometime. Oatmeal with milk? Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Oh well, the, I, 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 <laughs> well you said oatmeal don't worry. milk. Like here's don't. the thing. I'm like, I'll fucking try it. Sure. No, no, no. I'm saying, fuck it. Oh god. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, you should do that. You should do that and report <laughs> hey, back to me on how that way. went. Maybe, you don't know. Maybe yeah. you just unwittingly discovered a new way to eat oatmeal. Yep, man. It's, it, yeah. I will tell you right now, Adam. In my life, when I was a kid, I was very particular of how I ate things, and I was very like, oh, I don't eat this shit. Uh-huh. The way I am now. Because I've, you and I both have been outside of this country. We've been mm-hmm. to other places in the world, not just to other states. We've been, we've had other cultures of food. Yeah. I will tell you now, as disgusting as something sounds, I will at least try something one time, one, at least once. That way I can go. I can yeah. shove anything in my mouth and begin chewing before mm-hmm. the flavor hits. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, no matter how disgusting it is. Yeah. It could be a dog turd. I'd know. I'd know it was coming. But I'd be like, ah, 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 oh God, why? But the more the 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 more that it applies here to the states is, I hear shit. I heard I didn't know about putting fucking ranch dressing on my pizza until I was like twenty five years old. What? Yeah. Well, when I when I grew up in my household, my father's favorite thing to do was to have uh usually Domino's or Papa John's supreme pizza. That's how I got my love for it. The kind that's got everything on it, uh-huh. and it was mandatory. My mom had to have either or we got it from them. 
is Catalina or French dressing. Yeah. That was all I ever knew. Because yeah. back in the day, maybe I don't know if they just had it or I didn't pay attention because I wasn't the one buying the pizza. I didn't know about like fucking garlic butter and uh, all these weird things. Yeah. And yeah, somebody was like, hey, man, you ever just take like the fucking meat lovers and just dip some ranch in? I'm like, oh, ranch? No way. And I'm like, try that shit out. Shit. Life change. So now, when today, when people say yeah, mouth water a little bit, yeah, when people say today shit like, "Oh man, take fucking uh, rotten egg and mix it with oatmeal," sure, <laughs> yeah. So, Anytime somebody tries to give me new food tech, I'll, I'll just lock it away. I'll, I'll, if I'm in a grocery store and I see these two things, I'll try them out, see what it's like. Because man, I hear some shit and I'm like, "There's no fucking way that I'm putting sauerkraut in my spaghetti," and then. Oh, it's fucking like a Portuguese recipe. You didn't know that shit fucking makes your dick hard, don't it? No, not really, but it tastes pretty good. Damn. <laughs> so. You just shoot him down like that. <laughs> I mean, I, look, if you have food so good that makes your dick hard and you didn't have Viagra put in it, but more props to you. I haven't had boner-inducing food that I know of, and mm. I've had some pretty delicious food. Well, I know, um, like, what was this shit called? Uh, like. Italian sausage, mm-hmm. and you put that in spaghetti and stuff like that. Oh yeah. But then again, I have I've had some weird spaghetti recipes. Mm-hmm. I've had spaghetti squash. Ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Where they make those I've fucking spaghetti it, noodles out of squash and I've shit. Heard. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I remember when um, I was a kid, one of my next door neighbors made I, I, food big, cast. Yes, I like Italian food all around. You know, I, I'm a big fan of pastas and tomato sauce and tomatoes and meat together in general. That's what she said. Neighbor brought me over to the house one day. Said, "I'm gonna make you." All I heard was lasagna, and this was no. This wasn't the neighbor that I borrowed games from. This was just a neighbor. Yeah, she was just a nice lady. She's like, "I'm just gonna make some lasagna. I'm gonna give you half of them, take it home." Here's some sleeping. And I'm looking at the counter on what she's like cutting up, and I'm like, "Ma'am, are you making a salad?" She's like, "No." I was like, "What do you have this eggplant?" And she's like, "Baby, I'm making you eggplant lasagna." And I was like, again, being that stupid kid, I was like, "Oh." Ah, my face was contorted and I was just flopping on the floor, just <laughs> throwing a tantrum, just, ah, ah. She's like, just, just wait. Just let me cook it and just taste a bite. And she had to damn near force me to take that bite. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but I thought you'd make a lie. And I tried it. And I think I did have a boner then. I think I lied. I think that's when I had my first mm-hmm. food boner. That's because she was not the old lady you think her she was. Oh, yeah. She wasn't interested in you the way you thought she was. No, yeah. Yeah, there was more in that lasagna. <laughs> you probably just blacked it out. No, eggplant lasagna. She's like, now nah, just take that. You just woke up, and she's like, now nah, just take the rest back to your mom and dad. And you're like, oh, I remember. It was kind of okay. Eggplant lasagna. You were raped. <laughs> this is not the rape, <laughs> you, you, not the rape you, cast. You were raped. <laughs> this is not the rape cast, Adam. So let's see if we can roll this back. So, Front, we got to go from rape lasagna back to what? <laughs> back to right where, <laughs> Now, what is the next topic that we could go back to from rape lasagna? Star Wars. All right. So, All right. So there are people there. You said there are ones. I'm trying to remind you, remember your, your, help you remember your memory. All right. You have, you have different people. You uh-huh. have people that only watch the original movies mm-hmm. and then like hated everything else. You have people that watch the original movies and then they read the books and they hate everything else. And you have people that just accept everything like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's probably five or six different combinations of that that I haven't mentioned, but yeah, because the Star Wars versus a wide fucking spectrum. Yeah, of and depending on what you chose, well, the thing is, is Disney did a good thing with Star Wars, and whether or not you agreed with it or not, it's a good thing for Star Wars. Yeah, the brand, and they deleted 
the extended universe. Mm-hmm. They put into they put like a tribunal together to review content mm-hmm. because the extended universe, while it was a rich tapestry of bullshit, there were a lot of things in there that conflicted with each other. Yeah, you know, and I'm not going to go into all the particulars because there's about twenty fucking thousand goddamn things. But <laughs> there, anytime they made a movie or anything, they would step on something's goddamn fucking toes. Mm-hmm. Okay, it needed to be reeled in yeah. and categorized and fucking made into a because I mean it it conflicted with itself, not not just the new content. Yeah. Okay, so they they came up with the tribunal of fucking nerds. That sits around and goes, no, you can't do that because on Alderaan 7, back in this other thing, there was this guy who was taking a shit and they actually pulled the handle, like, in a downward motion to take a shit, so all the toilets in the universe are like that. And so now there's some dumb fuck that knows this thing and won't let it go into the future movies right? without, you know, and then they'll try to keep the continuity mm-hmm. as best they can. Yeah. Um, But that's good. That's a good thing mm. for Star Wars. Yeah. It means that we had to delete a lot of good shit, but it also means that we get to retell slash see some good shit. Plus it adds more solidarity. Because it took so long to get to episode seven, we're not going to get to see all the cool stuff that Luke Skywalker did. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, you know, they may end up doing it like they're doing it with um, Han Solo, with young Han Solo, like, ha look at me, I'm going around fucking shit up. Yeah. But it added. Yeah. Because it's a mainline story. Um, the cool thing about it is we're going to get to see a lot more Star Wars now. Yeah. There's going to be a Star Wars movie coming out damn near every year. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. If you like Star Wars, you know, if you like Star Wars, you can eat it like popcorn. And there's a million different stories that could come out of that universe. Oh, yeah. You know? And the universe isn't just in the current timeline. There's a future timeline. There's a past timeline. There's... All, anything and everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. You know? If you, you don't have to go alternate universe in Star Wars because you just go back far enough in time and you'll find the point you want. Oh yeah. You know? Um, you know, you want a galaxy ruled by the Sith, you know? You can take the current one, you can take the one before that, or the one before that, or the one before that, or the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at all these different possibilities. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, where do you sit in all this? How, what, what, are, I, I'm I'm one of those. I take everything, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting here. I I thought it was bad when I first heard that they were getting rid of the extended universe. I was like, oh shit, here it comes. Yeah, that's a, because I mean that's a, that's because, an understandable knee jerk reaction. That's somebody saying all the extra lore when they give you the movies have given you like a point five percent, but their extended lore has they given said, you the other ninety nine point five. Oh lord. <laughs> well, I mean, this also means that. There's a quality assurance process where they go through and they say, okay, well, you know, this new fucking game, this new tabletop game is coming out and it's going to meet the standards of the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's going to not give bullshit information. It's not going to give, you know, it's the guys who are writing this aren't going to come up with their own fucking little way for this thing to work. No, they're going to go with the canon where this works. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they don't get to fucking, you don't have 200 writers all fucking working independently of each other and just praying that, you know, the, they don't cross the streams. Right. Um, but now, now you've got a fucking a process that it all goes through, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Right. Cool. It's a cool thing. Um, I think it, I think it, this will end up in 20 years being a good thing for Star Wars. 
Not such a good thing now that it just happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's still got a lot of hot. Because right now you're there. you're hitting the fucking reset button on 40 years. Yeah. But in 100 years, it'll work out better. <laughs> so taking just the Star Wars, just the movies themselves, I'm going to assume that you like the original trilogy. I did. Um, I wasn't like... I wasn't that guy who watched a lot of Star Wars as a kid. Mm-hmm. Me um, I didn't start watching Star Wars till I was like in my late, like preteen slash you know young teen mm-hmm. is when I started getting into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never my huge bag. Um, until yeah, it never really was. Really? Believe it or not, I never. I'm not like that guy who runs around with fucking, you know, a damn. I don't. I don't go around LARP. I've never LARPed. Fuck LARPs. Whoa. Get fucked. No. I'm, I'm sorry. All of our <laughs> I'm just. Audience. I'm not that. I'm. I feel really uncomfortable around people who get that far into character. Now I can appreciate people that do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, we're going off on that. We're switching gears. We're switching gears again here. We can have. I, but, I can have an outside the bubble respect for somebody that had because I'm a fucking video game nerd. Well, so I mean, I can I can, I'm even, I'm even closer much. to the fire. I play tabletop RPGs and I play them a lot. Yeah. I play multiple tabletop RPGs mm-hmm. and I understand, but I am not that guy who goes, well, you know, I feel like I need to talk in a British accent and get up and fucking fling fucking pieces of paper at somebody to pretend I'm shooting lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. That's not me. It's not me, dog. I could do this and I could take myself seriously at the same time. Yeah. I have to have self-respect when I get up off the table. Heard. So every LARPer has no self-respect. No. But that, for me, that's my fucking, you know, that's where I draw the line. I'm like, I can't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Deep. Oh man. We there could, get, people, like, we could in, get into if a your circle, conversation. If it, it could, it can get super cringy. Yes. There's a line there. Yes. And I'm not saying that all LARPing is that way. I'm just saying that. You know, looking at it from an outside perspective, you end up with that dude saying, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. And you're just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Meanwhile, Adam goes and plays D&D. I can. Week. I can play fucking D&D all day. And I go, I'm going to hit his ass with fireball. Well, my, my, my mage throws a fireball makes a boom sound. No, I don't tell him what sound it makes. No. See, that's different. To- this is where we go in... Oh man, let's oh, let's take this let's take this another net. We're gonna peel back one more layer here. Sure. Okay. D and D. Okay. You, there are multiple different archetypes for D and D guys. Okay. One of those is the guy who takes the shit way too seriously and is very close to the LARP guy. Uh huh. You know the guy who's like, hmm, let me let me play a girl and like. Shake my physical body like she's shaking her boobs. Okay. Okay. That guy creeps me the fuck out. Okay. He goes, mm, I'm going to put this right in between my boobs. Oh, yeah. Let me just pack that there for safekeeping. Yeah, no, just fucking. Uh, you, Shut up. I'm, I'm like super cringy now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable sitting at the table with you now. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. My group is a lot less role play heavy. You know, it's an RPG, mm-hmm. but there are people who are more interested in the role play aspects, and there are people who are more interested in the mechanical aspects. Yeah. Okay. I'm more of a mechanical guy, mm-hmm. and my you can have more fun when you my have social fun. filter is before 
Right. It ends before we get to the fullest of the spectrum of the role-playing guys. I feel like a lot of players and a lot of DMs get too involved with the rules and the minutiae. I, I'm a rules and minutiae guy. I'm a mechanical guy. But what I'm saying is, but, is that that can sometimes that can ruin an experience for somebody. The, I think uh, yeah. Pro Jared said it best. If you've ever watched his D D and D Simmers, I have. I've watched the whole thing where he says the the rule book is there. But the rule book is meant to be like the rule book a has a guy. rule in it said that says that any of these rules can be go right the fuck out the yeah. window if you want it to. The, the, it's your story. Book, if you look at the rule book as more of a this is where the buck kind of can stop if you need it to, but it's not a you have to play everything because then you have people that well are they wouldn't house rules wouldn't exist yeah and they they do have house rules yeah um like you know we we do our character creation house ruled mm-hmm. we have okay well. You roll four D6s, you take the highest three results, and if you got any, if one of them is below a three, you can re-roll it. Mm-hmm. So you end up with decently high static characters. Mm-hmm. Not per, not everybody's maxed the fuck out, yeah. and you still have to kind of wonder how you're going to do stuff. But you don't have a couple of shit tiers. You don't have a guy, you don't have the guy that's like super strong and super fit and mentally fucking retarded. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not everybody wants to play that, you know? They they tell you how you can play it, and the, and the guys, they're like, okay, well, you know, you can always turn this strength into a character trait. Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe he has a horrible scar. That's why nobody likes him, you know. Yeah. Maybe he talks with a lisp. <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but those are for role-playing purposes. Mm-hmm. But when you're fucking, it doesn't help you when you're trying to make a save versus a fucking beholder to be like, he has a lisp. It's just a lisp. It's not actually hurting his ability to do this. No. No, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Mechanically, you fucked. So, um, anywho, you know, things like that are the more, um, to me, I want to have a good story and I want to have, I'm not like a munchkin or anything. I'm not min-maxing or trying to fucking get the most of the zenith out of a character. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to strike a, uh, probably a 60-40 mechanics to character balance. Yeah. You know, I want to have a character that's. An interesting concept, like he has an interesting mechanic mm-hmm. concept that I like, mm-hmm. and but he also had, and then I, and then I, kind of coat that with a po- coat of paint for what kind of character I think would be this guy. But you've made some min match characters before, mm-hmm. though. I have. Remember the? Uh, I, I think the audience would get a real good kick out of you talking about your uh, Max Luck character. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a concept I had for fucking. <laughs> oh man. So Marvel has its own little fucking. Um, like, uh, RPG that it had. Uh-huh. And I, I'm not going to explain the minutiae of the mechanics, but one of the stats was luck. Mm-hmm. And luck carried into every action you ever did. Mm-hmm. So just as easily as you were trying to punch a fucking dude in the face, as you were trying to, you know, hack a computer terminal or search a room, all luck factored into everything. Yeah. It added into everything. So mm-hmm. if you maxed it out, you always had at least a 10 in everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, well, okay, I can deal with this. You didn't have the intelligence to do it. It just so happened somebody left their computer on. Yeah. It's just, it's just so happened that the guy had a sticky note on his computer underneath his keyboard that said what the password was. And you're like, oh, okay. Click, 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 click. Just the, the scenarios that come to anything. It's like, even, it's like even this D&D. guy could defeat anybody just by dumb luck. Yeah. You know, and he's like, he's got a chance against Everybody. You had this D and D crowd 
And they walk in, they're like, all right, so you guys drew the bad card today. You open this fucking dungeon door, and there's a fucking 20-foot dragon standing in front of you. Uh, the breath alone just killed three of you. You got two of you left. It's you, the mage, and the luck guy. All right, mage, what do you do? Oh, well, I've been saving this one. I've got this thing, and you roll I got the this dice. spell I've oh, been saving. Awesome, you rolled a 19. He has 10,000 hit points. You did seven. He flicked a fingernail at you, and you're dead. All right, luck guy, what about you? I run. Smart man. Well, as you run to the door, <laughs> just so happens that the dragon runs after you and slips, falls, and dies. It cracks his fucking dragon neck on a pillar, and he's dead. Congratulations. <laughs> yup. There's no luck can help you in immense ways. Luck is just. I would retardedly. love to be in that. I wish I could be creative enough to think of the scenarios to where it would win, but I would love to be there to just watch all the ways that you got. All well, that, these the whole concept would be. You got a rogue and a warrior and a mage and an archer, and they're, I mean, they're a fucking, I've got to get my roles perfect, or else you got the guy that's just stumble fucking his way through the stories. Like, I've now, got it all. It's a great concept for a character. <laughs> it is. And I was so proud of it. Now, here's the thing is like, my idea was to go and straight up go like day one, wake up in the morning. I'm going to the casino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rolls up in a casino, walks out with the Iron Man suit <laughs> and proceeds to Batman himself in the fucking, you know, yep. just like, what up? You know, because once you have money, money is its own superpower. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. But once you got fucking shit tons of money, oh, you can yeah. Bruce Wayne it or Tony Stark it wherever the fuck you want to in life. Yep. As far as like comic book characters go. Mm-hmm. So once you get that and then you're like, I'm just really lucky with stocks. Because you can't fail when you got that much luck. Tell us about your uh your history with D and D. Where did you when did you start playing? Like what, oh, what was your early life like? You know, for a long time I wanted to play D and D and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't play D and D because there just wasn't enough people around. I would, I would sit there and, and I would, you know, I'd managed to procure a couple of books. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and scoured these books. Oh god, they were good reading material. Oh yeah, for a fantasy, you know. I mean, it, the the fact is, if you haven't ever read a D and D book, it's really fun. It's oh. like a combination of just different little miniature stories, you know, telling about how like, like you get to dexterity. And it's telling you about dexterity and it's telling you about like, you see the little charts and it shows you, okay, well, this is what this range of dexterity does in this range and this range and this range. And these are all the things that it's used for and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the part where you start looking at, um, like they give you like a little excerpt of a story and it tells you about how like this rogue was, you know, darting in between, you know, alleys trying to escape. Mm-hmm. something or something like that yeah. and just you know and then you go to the strength one it has you know gives you the charts and stuff and then it gives you another little excerpt of a different story about a barbarian trying to lift a cart or something mm-hmm. you know and you go to fucking intelligence and it's telling you about this mage that's trying to figure out this other stuff and you go further on into the book and they they go to like the next day in each one of those stories for like a different purpose mm-hmm. so you have like encumbrance rules and it's talking about how like the barbarian got all this shit off the cart and now he's like trying to trek through the fucking snow and the ice and with all this shit yeah. yeah so he's like well he's gonna have to make this roll and this roll and this roll and this roll and if he makes this roll then he can do that and if he doesn't make this roll then he can do that yeah so it's really really in depth and mm. you, the coolest thing is that you know you get to make your own fucking shit yeah nobody no any any fan of rpgs should by default have at least a little bit of respect for the tabletop yeah 
if you like Final Fantasy and you don't like D and D, there is there's a problem. There's a disconnect. There's a, mis- there's a misunderstanding. There's a disconnect there yeah. that either you're not completely fully understanding something, mm-hmm. you know, or you're not um, you're not giving it its due diligence, or maybe there's just something in there that specifically turns you off. Let's make an end of cast. Let's make an end of cast statement. You ready? Oh. Final Fantasy. Let's start with the very first one. Or let's just mention oh, only the very first no. one. Is a very going down a dark very, road here. Very, very watered down version of D and D. No. Well, think about it. No. You had the what six? I mean, uh, eight classes you could start out with. You know, the warrior, the black mage, the white mage, the thief. That's the black that's belt. Tolkien though. That's straight. That, you have to you have to separate D and D from Tolkien. You had magic points. You could gain levels. You fought monsters. But the thing is, in D and D, there's no magic se- points. What separates D and D from any RPG to date, I w- maybe aside from the, the actual D and D games, is that when you get into a battle in Final Fantasy, the enemies pop up on the screen. Hit attack, hit spell, hit an item, run. Those are your options. You whack them away, they die. Yay, victory music. You move on. In D&D, you come into a battle. It's a fucking scenario. What are you going to do? And your limitation, almost aside from the dice rolling and what your stats are, is your imagination. Yeah. You know, you'll have players that will go, okay, okay, you just said we came into a clearing and there's two orcs here and there's the four of us. Okay, I want you to please spend 20 minutes explaining this whole area to me. Because I'm going to take every detail you're saying seriously. Because I can use some of this. There, there's a log down there. That's probably for cover. That badass could probably pick that log up and move it as a weapon. You said there's a cart over there. That yeah. cart has stuff on it. I could probably use that for fire. I could probably steal. There, maybe yeah, there's weapons there, on there, that There's all kinds of little scenarios that you can get into. Uh, let, me, let me give you a for instance. Uh, there are... Oh, man. There are so many times... The, the thing about D&D is that you spend... A three-hour journey takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. A five-minute fight takes three hours. Yeah. Okay. And that's where the meat of it is. And well, that's where the meat of it is for some people. Some people like the story aspects. Some people like the the fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they. I'm not going to get into that debate. Um. Some people like dungeon crawling and figuring out traps and that shit is, like I, that. I, I, let me redact that. Yes, it's the meat of it is in, in the meat of it is in the is in the experience is in the depth of it. Period. Correct. Yeah. Because you can go as far into anything as you want. Yeah. You can make a character that has zero fighting skill. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. But you you chose this route. But at the same time, he may have such a high diplomacy skill that literally no one wants to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. Literally no one wants to fight him unless it can't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's a wild animal incapable of un- interpreting his language or just a person that can't speak his language. Mm-hmm. You know, then literally no one fights not him. Not only do people not want to fight him, there are people that want to join him. Correct. You know, I mean, that's. There's people that will lay down their lives for him. Yep. Um, so, so there are. You never know. You may be walking with a future prince or the, a king in your party. The thing that, and I, man, we can, this is a topic Unto itself. Well, today would be a good day to talk about it. Well, then. since we're this is untopicality cast. This is tangent cast. This today. is tangent cast. <laughs> this is bonus material right here. I love to hear you talk about stuff like D and D and Star Wars because you have such a at least a verse knowledge in it where you can speak about stories. By God, if you want to spend two hours talking about Dungeons and Dragons, fucking go for it. If you want right. to spend they, two they, minutes, that's what we'll do then. All right, but um, <clears throat> you're looking at different kinds of like. 
theories as far as as like D and D guys go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got you got people that are made like primarily story people. You got people that are primarily combat people. You got mixes like me. Um, some people take it way way differently than others. If that makes sense, you mm-hmm. have the guys who are. You know, they get fucking dressed up and go LARPing and blah, 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 blah. And then you have the, the GMs that are like super fucking serious and don't allow for like, you know, little comedic moments. They want to, they want everyone to stay in character. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I prefer a relaxed game. I'm having fun when I'm playing D&D. I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to have, yeah, you know, I, I like to go off on tangents, just like I always do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, and nah, I fucking flung the fucking." We had we played Vampire Dark Ages, mm-hmm. all right, and I made a character that was just the most fucking evil son of a bitch you ever fucking met, mm-hmm. and um, he basically rolled up into a situation where he was like, you know, having to. He was having to hunt down some information to, f- to find something. I can't remember what the hell he was actually looking for in the game, but um, it was a minor detail. He was like, I got to find this person so I can figure out what's going on with this thing. Mm-hmm. And he he went into a uh, a blacksmith's thing. And, you know, he walks in there and the blacksmith is, you know, out doing work or whatever. And he, he finds the blacksmith's daughter. And the blacksmith's daughter's like, how oh, can I help you? It's like, yes, you can. I flung her ass into the furnace and slammed the door closed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, there are, you know, there is a whole lot of freedom that you just didn't have before whenever you play a tabletop game like that. And it's mm-hmm. fun to experiment with it. Um, in this case, the blacksmith came back and he didn't know where his daughter was. So, you know. Eventually he, he knows. a witcher. Eventually, if he hired a witcher, then I'd have been dead. <laughs> but um, you know, and they do, and they, there's so much lore behind all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to play around with with concepts in games. It's fun to play around with just the freedom you have in these games. Yeah. And some people don't enjoy when you play around with that freedom, and some people. Only play around with it. I can't stand a game that's just wacky and nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Okay, but I can't stand a game where it's so rigidly put in. I've got, I've actually been like ostracized from D and D groups before oh, because wow. I didn't fucking um I didn't follow their you protocol. Stick to the rules. I didn't follow you, their protocol. You put your shade my character on my character got drunk and did some stupid shit in a bar and he got straight kicked out of the party. They were, I started being like, hey, man, when are we going to play again? And they're like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, yep, yep. And then I was like, okay, I guess. Like, well, you know, you can always find another group. And I was like, yeah, I guess I guess I can. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and this guy was like a bard that was just, you know, it, it was his whole thing was he was really charismatic and fucking having fun and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess they didn't, they didn't. They wanted the stick to be farther up my ass yeah. when I was playing than it was. And I was like, oh, man, oh, well, whatever, you know. But then you hear stories about guys that, uh, you know, one of my favorite D&D stories that I, I read online was about a uh, somebody made a bear rogue. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and this bear took all these ranks in disguise and in bluff. Okay, so he disguised himself as a human and then managed to growl in ways that sounded, that simulated speech. Okay, and through his adventures, he became like the lord of a castle. And his ranks were so high in this that no one ever realized that he was a bear and not a person. Wow. Okay, and then finally he was at like a dinner like a big dinner or something like that and somebody nat 20 to fucking disguise check and fucking realize that dude's a fucking bear <laughs> and then everybody else looked at him and was like how dare you insult lord barrington yeah. and dragged him out and he's like he's just a fucking bear oh my god <laughs> i'm sure adam could help me on this but i can totally sell anybody dnd yeah dnd has one besides the rolling, besides the rules that the DM or, or the yeah the DM decides he's he's going to strictly follow. Yeah, D and D has one one rule, and that wall is your imagination. And it's not necessarily just D and D. When we say D and D, we're saying it like you say Kleenex in exchange for tissue. Yeah, yeah. you know because you we're could saying tabletops. Period. Tabletop gaming at all yeah. has a another facet, another. It's a completely different dimension yeah. than your standard RPGs. RPGs steal from this. Yeah. They don't steal from... Exactly. You know, and uh, anytime you... Because the mechanics are always way more fleshed out. That's one of the things that actually has me super excited for this new CD Projekt Red game. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that they're taking the tabletop game and trying to translate that into... Now, they're not going to be fully successful. Yeah. Don't, don't even kid yourself. They yeah. can't. Yeah. They can't make it to where you can walk in and do whatever because there's literally not. If a drop down list appeared, you hit the action button and it said, okay, here's in alphabetical order all the actions you can possibly take in the universe. Mother of God. Wow. That wouldn't even be fun. That would take a team just to have one person have one. You would, you would actually just start typing in like, I want to rub auto her. Correct shit with auto auto you, with Yeah, you start you start typing in rub her shoulders back ass fucking <laughs> dog whatever it is, yep. <laughs> you know. And it's like okay, no, we don't want to play guess the verb here. Um, but you're never gonna get that far in a in a video game. Yeah, but you can in. A tabletop game, and it's on the fly. It's yeah. you and your friends. You could just as easily be playing a game where you're all vampires as you could be playing a game where you're all heroes, Tolkien-esque heroes going from dungeon to dungeon to dungeon. Mm-hmm. Or you could be, you know, playing, you know, there are games uh, we played where, you know, we were cybernetically fucking augmented versions of our normal selves and we just made characters based on what we thought we were mm-hmm. you know and we were like okay well let's exacerbate one of our own traits and the cool thing this is one of the things I was going to get into earlier is that when I say you have uh, things don't ever go as planned yeah you know as a GM that's one of the, the cardinal rules about playing is you let the game develop as it develops mm-hmm. um, you you don't try to railroad your players into a set group of actions. Yep, yep. Try to adjust your story based on the character's actions. Yeah. And most of the time, like, you set up an encounter, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you set up an encounter that you think is going to be quite easy mm-hmm. for you, and this has happened a lot. You need, you're like, okay, well, these guys are going to get dusted, and then we're going to move on to the next section of the story. Well, it turns out to be the most epic, 
life and death fucking fight yep. in the entire goddamn world just because a couple of things went bad with the dice or just situational modifiers or your players just didn't think the way you thought they would. Yeah. And, you know, suddenly, you know, what was supposed to take two seconds for them to just crush is like they're fighting for their lives, mm-hmm. you know? And they, they talk about this one encounter with this fucking shit group of enemies that you put out. And, you know, it's, it's a thing that they talk about 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And the inverse of that, where you set up this massive encounter with this big group of badass motherfuckers and they just go, meh, and fucking shit stomp. Yep. yep. They just dominate. And you're like, oh God, these guys were supposed to be hard. If you think about it, the way it should be, it's not so much that the DM makes something to where it's challenging. It's always the DM with this big folded arms, ha-ha, look what I've made, and the players are scrambling to figure out what to do. It should be the players are smart, intelligent, very imaginative, and you have to start going, well, shit, what can I do to make this better? What can I do to flip this on well, yeah. them? What you How want can is, I curtail their their progress? Yeah, what you wow. want, it's not even curtailing their progress. You're not, you are or, not or there. diverting or however you say A lot of people get in this, um, this thought process where they believe that the DM is supposed to be the enemy of the player characters. And it's not. And he, what he is, is the facilitation of the story. Mm -hmm. He is supposed to be like, okay, your characters went out on this adventure. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and it could be in, he's obviously got a plot or something in his head. And I, I, me, I like to play it freestyle. I like to be like, okay, well, you know, this is what's generally going on. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have like, okay, well, they need to make it within, you know, they need to make it here by three days from now or else, you know, they miss this event. Mm -hmm. No, I just say, well, I'm going to try to push them in this direction. And if they don't end up going to San Francisco, maybe they end up in L.A. and we have the event there instead of here. Yeah. You know, so I like to be fluid. Yeah. And I, I think I'm pretty good at that because I'm really good at thinking on my I think, toes. I think fluid DMs are great to have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's a good idea to have. I don't, I don't know how much R, have you ever played any RPGs like pen and paper? Well, pen and paper RPGs? I, that's why I was going over the history of yours. I was going to have you talk about where you come from, what you did. Mine, mine is not that extensive at all. No? I played, uh, I played D and D for the first time when I was in, uh, middle school. Yeah. Uh, How'd that go? Well, I it, my memory is bad. Anyway, being a gamer, well, you know, my memory think is bad. You'd be like, is. "Whoa, this, this is this is kind of my shit." You yeah. know, we uh we we didn't follow we, we didn't do good enough because we didn't play it like any way we should have. We tried to play it like on our lunch. There's break. no right. Oh yeah, well, it, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Let me let me Time. get to it. Gotcha. So we made characters like I didn't like. I had the book and I had also skimmed through books most of the time and just read a lot of the fascinating things in these books, but I never sat down and got all the rules straight and read everything I need to do. When I, when the DM friend of mine was like, make a character, I said, okay, without even looking at the book, this is what I'd like to make. I'd like to make an archer yeah. and I'd like to be a character that has like a pet. Can you have pets? He's like, yeah. I said, well, can you have a dragon? He's like, well, you can have like a little pseudo dragon. It's like a little dragon that fits in the palm of your hand. I was like, I want that. He's like, okay. You know, he, I, I forget yeah. how we did it or what character. It's a familiar, but yeah. Yeah. So I made a character and we played, uh, 
I don't even remember the story. I remember the art because we played it for maybe two or three months. And just the way time worked, we just weren't being able to put enough time into it. We didn't meet up after school or anything like that. So it went away. D&D games are like, and I, would, I really wish I could get you in one of these because you would oh, fucking you can. love it. You can easy. You can, anybody can sell me on D&D because I've played Cause, before. I, mean, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> I'm just yeah, any so good. Here's the thing is if you have a good group, you don't need to pick up a damn book. Yeah, yeah, you can walk in there blind, and they will walk you through it to the point where you get, um, you begin to understand, you begin to pick it up as you go. Yeah, yeah. And I reading the books is a bonus, and it helps you, mm-hmm. but there is no, um, you know, there is no, there's no set right way to do this. I would love to play D and D these days, having my older extensive video game knowledge of stuff. well the, the cool thing and when we say D, once again it's really important that we we diff, that we make the distinction that this is every system has its ups and downs yeah okay um and d20 systems have their own flaws and so do any it does any other i mean there's like a dragon ball rpg out there you can mm-hmm. play um each of them have their little strengths and their weaknesses and their fucking, their ups and their downs. And you could just as easily, you know, it, it's a lot easier to die in some systems and it's a lot harder to die in some systems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of them are, have very rigid rules where they're like, okay, well, you know, in D and D, it's like, you gotta do this this way. Mm-hmm. Magic doesn't work the way. Uh, the difference between a mage in that um, White Wolf Mage the Ascension mm-hmm. and a mage in D and D is that a mage in White Wolf would utterly shit stomp a mage from D and D. It's a controversial statement. No, it's not even a controversial <laughs> statement because he know. would just will him out of existence. <laughs> wow! Because a mage in D and D has to go through a there is a complicated process for making a spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a complicated process for going outside of the norm. You, mostly magic in D&D is, okay, um, do I have this spell in my spell list? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a giant fucking, and ooh, that's a whole different topic, but there are thousand plus pages of, or not pages, but thousand plus spells that are listed off with specific effects and durations and abilities and et cetera's mm-hmm. for mages. It's like a pre-mixed spell kind of thing. Yeah. Um, if you go outside those bounds and say you want to make a spell that animates an ice statue, make forms a giant ice statue and makes it walk around and go, Hey, how's it going, buddy? And just fucking is a butler. Well, now you're getting into a completely different, and you have to have certain feats, and you have to meet prerequisites, and you gotta f- try to f- work it out with your GM on how exactly you're gonna do this thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, so the system is very rigid in that regard, if that makes sense. The thing about, you know, as opposed to Mage, where it's like, what things would you have to manipulate in order to do that? You need to be able to make the ice. You need to be able to make this thing fucking sentient. Okay. Cool. Roll that. Roll, see if you can accomplish those tasks. You know what I mean? The other thing about it is fucking... Anytime you have, like, uh, combat abilities. Say we, say we're not talking about magic at all. 
the difference between what it would be like to throw a punch at somebody in fourth edition D and D as opposed to just three point five D and D is huge. Yeah. Because I've seen a a pretty skilled melee combatant get his ass whooped by a townsperson. Oh shit. If I just rolling bad. Yeah. Just rolling bad. And I mean it's not to say that you couldn't roll bad in three point five and get your ass whooped. It wouldn't have looked as bad. Yeah. In 3.5. Mm-hmm. Because I doubt the townsperson would have been able to hit the armor class. But mm-hmm. seeing as how they were around similar level, he was getting similar bonuses and he just, he just knocked the fuck wow. out of his player character. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you just got beat up by a commoner. Mm-hmm. That, that was, it was sad. It was yeah. fucking sad. Um, so you end up, with completely different scenario, and I haven't really played 5.0 so far, but I've heard things that make me I'm more optimistic about it because 4.0 was a big departure. That's what I hear. Um, that a lot of the isn't that the thing where like everybody pretty much stays with 3.5 and they don't like 4.0 because yeah. it went it went so uh, well it went it went World Warcraft on it. It started putting cooldowns on powers and. Um, like, they had an ability, you know, where you shield bash a guy and you knock him to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that once per encounter. Wow. Why the fuck? Yeah. In a game where I'm allowed to do anything I want, I could take my dick out and piss on this dude while he's on the ground. You only do it once in an encounter. You can only do it once in an encounter. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is, this is, this is going, this is the antithesis of pain and paper right here. Yeah. It's so it's, it's making it more. They started. Gamey. They tried to change some of that in 5.0, and I haven't seen how much they have changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have changed it at least a little bit, especially with the magic. The magic in fourth edition was terrible. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, they, you know, I, I have my own gripes about 3.5. I think that they. You know, there are lots of different power sources in the world. You know, you got Kung Fu Masters that get their power source from, like, their internal fucking harmony or whatever. And then you've got people that draw upon the strength of their own courage or the strength of their deity or the strength of their magic or de- demonic power. or And a lot of those only really divine and arcane power sources got mapped out as much. They got, they got a whole lot of love because a lot of things, you know, go into those power sources. Like a paladin and a cleric get their power from the same thing, a god. Mm-hmm. So they have a thousand plus fucking divine spells in the game. Mm-hmm. And a sorcerer and a wizard get their spells from the same fucking thing, which is the arcane. Mm-hmm. So they have a thousand plus fucking spells in that. But then you take like a warlock who gets his spells from demons. Not so much. Not so much. He's got some lazily written fucking he's got maybe maybe 50 things and he gets to choose nine of them so it's like you could have spent some more time on this Mm -hmm. um pathfinder they made 3.5 open source after you know they moved on to Mm 4.0 which was the best thing for gaming that wizards of the coast is the last good thing they did as far as i'm concerned 5.0 is is yet to be determined um, and from what I've heard, it's not, it, it was a half of a step in the right direction. Mm. Um, so they, they basically made 3.5 open source when they moved on and somebody said, okay, well, 
good. I can sell this. And they yeah. fucking took it, tweaked it, sold it. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as they did that, I think Wizards kind of realized their mistake, yeah. which was that, you know, they had a system that had been getting worked on for years and years and years, and it would had headed in this direction, and it had kind of gotten itself bogged down. Mm-hmm. And they got so caught up in trying to unbog it down that they decided to just wipe it to a clean slate and start over and they that was not the smart thing to do no um so it is what it is but there's a lot of there it's it's just like any other thing whether it's music or art or fucking movies or games you tabletop rpgs are as deep or as shallow as you want to make it. You can take it like popcorn and just have fun with it. Or you can go all in mm-hmm. and start, you know, you can make this your only fucking passion and just completely lose yourself in it mm-hmm. and just it, you know. And I think that, you know, it would be really fucking cool to have, you know, a big group around here. Right now, my group is pretty small. It's like three people. There's a, there's like a sweet spot that around three to five people. Yeah. That you want to hit when you're in like a D and D group mm-hmm. where you don't have so many people that you never get a turn, mm-hmm. but you don't have so many or so little people that you don't have enough ideas going around. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you want to have that kind of, kind of a flow. Mm-hmm. And I've, oh man, there's, there's just so many different ways you can go into it. I love the imagination aspect of the game. It's It's been a personal thing of mine that I don't ever feel I have enough imagination. And then mm-hmm. and then I go play games like, uh, it, and this gets, goes into another way to sell these type of games. Uh, you, you remember Grand Theft Auto 3? Yeah. Remember one of the biggest things about it was, aside from the controversy of, oh, there's hookers and you can just shoot random people, that was actually part of the point. Yeah. Was that when you step out from your garage or where, or your, or, or the police station or wherever, they just say go. So yeah. you have the freedom to just walk up to somebody and just punch them. You yeah. also have the ability to just go find a parked car and open it. You have an idea to steal a car. You have an idea to just go run around the fucking city. You got a, you can go drive around the city. Take this to another level. I know I just can't shut up about this game, but a game like Breath of the Wild, where they just give you a fucking world and they say, okay, you walk up to this camp, you have a sword and a shield, and you have two enemies. Engage them. Yeah, the one one way is to walk up to one and fucking pull your shield out and block his attacks and attack appropriately afterward. There's 80 other ways to do that. Yep. That's If you are that type of person, if you played these open-world, open-ended games where you were like, well, yeah, I, I want to do this my way. I was supposed to go A, B, C, D, but I didn't even get to B for like 20 hours. But I, I just started. With, I, I just decided to start with Z and work my way back. I just did all these weird things. I, I just played the sandbox. If sandbox is the type of thing that you get excited about, if you play Grand Theft Auto 3 or Breath of the Wild or any open-ended game like that and you just fucked around... And your excitement and the, the pleasure and the substance of those games was just you fucking around and just, I want to try this. Let me go try this. Let me go try that. Let me go see what I can do over here. This is where your home is. Yeah. And that, that big, I got into an argument one time about a completely unrelated subject. I was talking to this one guy that I work with and he, uh, we were having this discussion about, you know, books and movies and, you know, how books get translated into movies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, 
You know, I, I have my own imagination. I don't need, you know, somebody to fucking put the damn thing in a movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, but you don't have my imagination. Yeah. You can't ever experience what I had in my head mm-hmm. if I don't make it into this media. And I think that's a good point for video games yeah. is that they'll always take you outside of your your own uh, box, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. They'll show you some shit that you would never have dreamed of in a million years. Yep. You know, I would have never thought about, um, you know, I could have read a book about Deus Ex, but I wouldn't have seen what they meant. Yeah. Unless I'd played the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, stuff like Star Wars. I could have read a thing about, and I'd have had a completely different idea of what the lightsaber would have looked like and what, you know, all these, they could describe it in the book. Oh, it's this cylindrical thing that comes out of this cylindrical thing. And it's like a giant beam of light that glows. And I'd have been like, okay, I have a mental picture of that. And then I watched the movie and it's completely different from my mental picture of what that thing looked like. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing about D and D is that you get to form your own way. The story looks and you're going to try to make it look as fucking cool as possible. Oh yeah. So your idea of what, you know, Jimmy's character is going to look like different from Billy Bob, different from Shithead, different from et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of y'all had different pictures on how this thing went down. Yeah. And, you know, you, any good DM is going to be able to paint you this good picture of yeah. how you, how this story goes. But they're never going to do it as good as a video game that shows you what's happening. Yeah. And because that's someone else's imagination being pro- projected on a screen mm-hmm. so you it's not a better than worse than kind of scenario it's more of a apples and oranges kind of scenario yeah you know you, you can read a book and you can you know say jurassic park or whatever you read the book and you can be like wow that's pretty cool it's a camp about dinosaurs then you can watch the movie and be like oh look that's completely different than what i thought it was going to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and you know they they all the little things that you didn't think about, like, okay, well, they have banners and advertisements and shit while you walk through it. Like, it's a theme park. I would have never thought about that. And I don't yeah. fucking think about small details like that. Yeah. You know? But somebody else did, and their imagination fueled my experience later on. A good... and I, I, I totally am not trying to pound all this onto the GM and the DM, because a lot of it is you too. Yeah. But it's it's awesome when you don't... You don't have to read these books and look at the pictures in D&D or any tabletop game. Nope. A DM can describe what the fuck that goblin looks like or describe what that apparition looked like, what happens when he phases through something or etc. You don't have to open up a page. They don't go, you walked into this room, there's a feral giant rat. You go, okay. And you, well, here's a picture. Here's what you're fighting. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know? This is about- well, that, that goes back to the, uh, the different types of of game players that you run into mm-hmm. because you have some DMs and these are the more stick up your ass kind of DMs in my experience go in there and they're like you walk into this musty corridor and the stalactites are dripping little plops of water onto the ground mm-hmm. and then you you notice that the porticulus that, that there's a the fucking 
green man standing there with there's a there's a slight stench in the air. It smells of still, sweet bread and ale. It swells, yes, and then you're just like, okay, well, can we get on with the fucking? <laughs> what's gonna happen? Sh- shut up! I'm, I'm in the zone. Because but when I walk <laughs> into a situation like that, I'm thinking about what just happened. You know, I'm thinking about damn. That woman, that's some fucked up shit, you know? That woman's child's missing. I bet she's really fucking sad about that and blah, 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 blah. I'm not thinking, oh, man, let me just absorb all this fucking exposition you're dumping on me. I'm like, what the fuck is this son bitch doing here? Yeah. You know, so I'm already moved on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever it clicks that there's somebody in the room with me, I'm like, why are they here? What are they doing? I need to know. I, and this really is a preference kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like... There are people that want these details, that yeah. want this fleshed out for them. Mm-hmm. And they're a different breed of tabletop gamer than the guys who are like, I want to, I want to get, I want to move on with the story. I want to see some cool stuff. I want to, yeah. I want to accomplish this task, mm-hmm. you know. And that's when, you know, your groups really synergizes when they're all focused around the same type of goals mm-hmm. you know when they when they all enjoy the same level of gameplay that's when you you get a really harmonious group mm-hmm. you know and there were a lot of things that factor in harm you know whether or not the group stays harmonious during the game but mm-hmm. at least then they'll you know <clears throat> they'll all sync up with each other really well and you, if you ever go to like a games con or anything like that and you, you go around meeting tabletop guys you're gonna meet these guys you're gonna run into one of those guys that's, he's probably smells of fucking elderberries and fucking dog shit. And he's got, you know, uh, they're always like a, a little, I don't know why, but they tend to attract sycophants. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like four or five other little sub nerds around them that all like are all worshiping his cock as he, you know, takes his virgin ass out to fucking sit at the table. A lot of stereotypes oh, flying man. out from oh, the yeah. podcast right Fuck now. this dude. <laughs> but no, and he'll, it, he'll walk his little ass over to the table and he'll be like, hmm, oh, I can't run this game without the lights being dimmed and us lighting some candles. You know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I love D&D. At the I, same lo- time, I love, love like- tabletop gaming, but I don't, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's just a very, um, it's just fun. I mean, there are, it has something for everything. I'm not going to really knock those guys. You know, I'm just kind of kidding with mm-hmm. Nazi, all this bullshit, you know. Uh, but they, those guys have their place and they have their people that fucking love it. And if, they, if they're having fun and they're advancing my media, then no fucking power. good sh- fucking shit, man. Yeah. They give fucking, you know, Wizards of the Coast your money so I can fucking get more shit. Um, you, you may not, we may we, not like the, uh. That's the, the difference between somebody that likes horror movies and somebody that likes fucking comedies. Yeah. You know, and we like the same media, dude. Yeah. So we're both going to the same theater. We're just put going in different rooms. Put money, money you in. just stay your fucking way. You just stay your ass over there <laughs> and don't try to inject your shit into mine and yeah. we'll be okay. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, so there, are, and I, I, in one day I can't sit here and go over the the breadth of different things that are involved in this culture, mm-hmm. but it is its own little culture. Do, you you were talking earlier about teams and synergy and everything. Have you had? Can you think of a time where you had like a great team and then think of like, man, you know what? A great thing about D and D is stories. Do you have any great stories? Do you have any? 
things that you can remember where like, oh man, I remember this one time, this one group, you did this one thing at this place. So I remember. Oh, more. so cool. You, you want to? You oh, want to? Are you oh, looking? We for, got our shit kicked in. Who knows? You, you looking for a good story? Yes. You looking for a good story? I, I give fucking, you. I give you a D and D story. I fucking love. Let me tell you about D&D. my very first Star Wars character. Okay, go now, for it. All right. Now here's the thing about me. Okay, I like being. I like being a moderately powerful character usually, but whenever I start a game. You know, and it's the first time I've ever played a game. I will typically not go for the most powerful class. So if I may, if I'm playing Star Wars, I won't make a Jedi first. I won't make a, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to make Luke fucking Skywalker in my first go through. I'm not going to make a mage in D and D. I'm not trying to be the most powerful thing right off the bat. I like to start off with the, the unusual thing first. Yeah. And see how that plays out. So I played Star Wars very first fucking time and I decided to make a pilot. Okay. Now, this guy had no force sensitivity whatsoever. He's well, just why fuck- you make a Jedi? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is I don't <laughs> like making that kind of a character when yeah. I first started. And <clears throat> I, it's not to say I wouldn't ever make one. It's just I'm not going to start with that. Yeah. I want to see how, you know, the plain Jane motherfucker rolls around. And then appreciate that power later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I roll up in there and I may, I have like a shitty fucking cargo freighter that I have and I'm tasked with bringing these Jedis to this thing and we get in a, a scuffle. Now my guy was a fucking complete coward. That was the way I made him. I was like, he doesn't want to die. That's his whole thing is that he is a fucking shitball coward and he, has no combat skill. He's a good pilot. He's mm-hmm. a good pilot. But he is not, you know, he's not a fucking Jedi pilot or anything. Yeah. So, I roll up in there and I take these guys to, I'm supposed to be taking them to this planet. And we get intercepted. And I'm like, oh shit, let me try to get out of here. And just through bad rolls slash whatever, we got caught. Mm-hmm. And... We all got taken prisoner and, you know, basically interrogated and tortured. And I was like, I don't know these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they separated us into different rooms. And I was like, I'm not trying to escape. I just don't want the Empire to kill me. I'm a good citizen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was just trying to earn some extra credits from my family. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so anywho, we're going through this and they break me out. And I'm like, I guess I'll go with you then whatever i guess they you know they're gonna execute me anyway Mm -hmm. so i dip out of there and fucking we fly off and we land wherever it was we were supposed to land and the empire's waiting there Mm -hmm. and i was like oh fuck so everybody else commences to fucking hand-to-hand combat with these guys right in the dock wow yeah they're like pulling out their lightsabers and doing backflips and shit my guy's got a little bitty blaster pistol not even a good blaster pistol Mm-hmm. Okay, he's just like got like he he doesn't even have like the Han Solo blaster pistol that like kills people. <laughs> he's got like the fucking one that like you have on like your ankle holster, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna hit anybody." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are they're like fucking enemy, like <clears throat> stormtroopers and shit, just all over the place. And I'm like, I'm gonna go back in the ship. And then I thought about it, I was like, you know what I could do? I could just fucking turn the guns on this ship and just fucking devastate these son of bitches. Mm-hmm. 
and I got to I got to the old GM common sense fucking chime in. And GM goes, now you know. And I go, and he goes, you know that one of the things about being in port is that they don't particularly like people firing off their ship weapons in the port. Yeah. And they have defense systems specifically designed to take care of motherfuckers that decide to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll take my chances. Mm-hmm. And so I fucking swung around my little freighter's fucking shit ball fucking. It was nothing to another ship. Yeah. But to a person. Oh, yeah. Oh, it might as well. It, it, this is like a 50 caliber machine gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's more than a 50. It's like a small how it's around. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> to them. So there's no chance they'll live through this. And I go, bam, bam, bam. I smoked three of them. I didn't even hit. I just hit close enough to where I the splash damage killed them. And they went, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then the turbo laser swung around <laughs> and dusted my first character. <laughs> so, the angels. Well, you said you'd take your chances. Yeah, I took my chances, and I, I crapped out. But... Did you did you at least from a story perspective did you help the people that you were with like did they end up escaping and you're they did they effort? did go they did end up moving on to bigger and better things later nobody, on nobody remembered nobody you. remembered my character what? that valiantly Shit. sacrificed himself wow what, they, they weren't losing this fight yeah okay I had no reason to do that <laughs> I was just young and I was like I'm gonna contribute somehow you know and they're just looking back at you they're like no 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 it's okay. Stay down. It's a, you're like, no, nah, fuck that. I gotta help. I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and you play it like you do it. That's one of many characters that I've lost due to bad decision making. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it happens that way sometimes. What about another D&D game you didn't, that wasn't D&D? You said, uh, was it a Metro game, I think? Was it a cyberpunk type of game? There's a, cy- I've played cyberpunk. I've played, uh, have vampires. Played any, have you played any mech? Yeah, you got any mech stories? Because man, mech stories. Oh man, I can think I of a think couple. A mech story would be real good. Oh I think god, we as a whole we played into- a we played a homebrew Gundam game. Okay, and um, my best part was actually had nothing to do with the mechs, but it did uh it well, did involve a suck. mech. How about mechs? Damn. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm just saying we've had this we've had this, this conversation was a, before. This was a um mechs or This was a breed these days after Colony. Gundam, which is Gundam Wing mm-hmm. game that was homebrewed by one of my friends. He came up with the entire system mm-hmm. by hand. And so he, it was very math intensive, but he took care of all the math, so you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well then, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this. So we played this game and I got like a shitty, like baby basic fucking, you know, fodder suit. And, um, we're fighting against, uh, we're fighting against fucking the, I can't remember. I think we were fighting Oz. Oz is the bad guys in the universe or after colony. Yeah. So we're fighting against them and we're assaulting some base somewhere and we're doing all this shit. And there's a train going into this base. Mm-hmm. Now the main attack was on the base, but we were sent as a diversion to go hit this train. Mm-hmm. So we hit the train and the very first thing that happens is they nail one of the thrusters on my ship. Now, the system that he designed was so specific that 
it would figure out where it hit on your suit and what it damaged and what the effects were. Mm-hmm. This guy critted me in such a way that it destroyed my, my my mobile suit's ability to fly. Oh, shit. <laughs> and like, so, not that you fought, you flew erratically, but you couldn't fly at all. I couldn't fly at all. Wow. So I went, I was flying towards the fucking, the train, mm-hmm. and the train's like little shit gun goes, and like tracks my fucking suit and goes, and I go, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like flying towards it, and then I'm not able to fly anymore. Oh, shit. So I hit the ground, and boom, right in front of the tracks, and like the train slams into my suit, but I live. Oh, wow. And <clears throat> I get out, and I proceed to kill everyone on this train with a rifle. Wow. Yes. Damn. Uh, so I was feeling pretty good. And the thing was, is we had talked about it before because he's like, you know, hand to hand combat is going to be visceral. Mm-hmm. So if you get outside of the suit, you have almost no chance. To, it's going to be very fucking 50 50. Like, you know, you need to watch the fuck out when you're on the ground. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so we got out of the, and the whole time I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and I was just. I, I just managed to murder everybody on this fucking train, including some scientists and some other stuff that were coming in. Jeez. And uh, one of the things they had in it was an experimental suit on the back of the train. Mm-hmm. And so I fucking popped open that, and I was like, oh, well, let me check this thing out. And it was like the Type 2 shit fucking mobile suit. You know, the next generation, like, in Wing, they came out with new generations and new generations until they finally got off to the really badass ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think this was like a Leo, not, it went from like being a Leo to like a Virgo or some shit. Yeah. I can't remember type mobile suit. Mm-hmm. This thing could fly a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as I was flying towards fucking, you know, the base. And I was like, I'm going to assist now. Yeah. Get hit with another thing. Crash again with my new suit. Oh God. Gets hit again. Knocked out of the air again, and this time I go crashing. It's like a big castle. Mm-hmm. I go crashing through the wall, and just oh god, I'm here. Oh god! <laughs> this time my character was too fucked up to move. Oh Jesus! Because he had already taken some damage from the first time he got he, he crashed to the ground and then got hit by a train. Mm-hmm. So he was already kind of beat up as he was going through murdering all the people on that train that did that survived the wreck. <laughs> now he was like. You know, going through like, oh god! And so I crawl out of the suit, and I'm like, I, I managed to find one of the gun batteries where they were shooting back up at the mobile suits coming in on us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh god! And I pulled myself up to my feet and like opened the door to the back of the battery, and they're like, you know, there's two guys in there. They're like tracking targets and shooting at shit, and I'm just like, bang. Bang! Kill them, and I grab the fucking gun and swing it around. It, the whole time this is going on, my other guys are, you know, having giant, you know, they're they're like everybody else managed to not get fucked on the rolls. Yeah. So they're all like having like super cool fucking mobile suit combat <laughs> fights. You know, like I'm fighting. They're like, oh man, he just killed three more guys, and oh man, he's oh, he's doing all this cool Gundam stuff, and I'm like, oh god, my guys like. Uh, uh, as he fights it out on the ground. I killed more people than they did on the ground. Damn. So they're all fucking like having a big giant war and dealing with all this flak and stuff that's popping up. Mm-hmm. And I grab the flak gun and I turn around and start shooting the other flak guns with the flak gun oh, that I grabbed. And that was, it, it was just, that was not how that was supposed to go at all. Yeah. I found out later from my friend. We didn't end up continuing that game because mm-hmm. the system was kind of 
wonky. Yeah. Uh, needed some work and never really ended up getting fixed. But, mm-hmm. um, the way that was supposed to go down was I was supposed to get some information off the train and then go to the, you know, go fly back over there and do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up getting a whole new mobile suit and then he had, he was thinking, Oh man, well, I can't just let him keep this new mobile suit. Yeah. So he <laughs> was like, Yep. You're going to have to lose that one, too. <laughs> so the first time I got shot down, it was legit. The second time I got shot down, not so legit. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that a GM can do. By, and I don't recommend that they fudge numbers, but if it helps the story yeah. and you're not going to fuck somebody with it, mm-hmm. you can fudge numbers. Yeah. Okay, positively or negatively to get the story where it needs to go. Yeah. That's just one, of, and that's one of those behind the curtain kind of things that yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't need to tell somebody you're fucking them. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. You know, you should never, ever let them think it wasn't a dice roll that fucked them over. <laughs> that's, that, rule number one of playing any tabletop RPG is don't ever tell your friends that you were like, yeah, you couldn't have that. So I just fucking took it from you. Yeah. It was, <clears> that's how friendships up. get lost. Yep. This yeah. was like months after we stopped playing the game that he told me this. Oh wow! And I was like, "No, it's cool, yeah. you know." But I'd been mad. I'd been so mad. <laughs> but anywho, we uh, we got. I ended up losing that brand spanking new, super cool mobile suit, mm-hmm. and uh, we never ended up playing the game again. But it was just, it was so cool of a scene. Mm-hmm. That was. I think it might have been my most intense fight scene I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. Uh. We played a game of Dark Ages where we didn't make um, vampires. We made humans. Dark Ages, I guess, is like a vampire. Di- uh, in White Wolf, the system, White Wolf, mm-hmm. there are Dark Ages Vampire and Vampire of the Masquerade. Now, Dark Ages Vampire is medieval vampires. Yeah. And Vampire of the Masquerade is modern-day vampires. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you have Mage and Werewolf, and they're all... If you've ever seen Underworld... They literally ripped it out of this game. Oh, really? Yeah, that whole movie. Huh. The whole premise of that fucking movie. And they got sued. I did not know <laughs> Yeah, well, you know it now. Wow. You can Google it. They got sued for fucking just stealing the entire concept wow. out of fucking White Wolf. Wow. Where vampires and fucking werewolves and... May, I'm, I will, don't be surprised if a new fucking one of these movies comes out because they end up having to get the rights. Mm-hmm. And um, if one of these comes out and like there are mages getting involved, like the half blood thing and the hybrid and all that, that mm-hmm. all came out of fucking White Wolf stories. Wow, huh? You learn something old every day. Yep. So, excuse me. Um, you have all these different little sections. Cordoned off and White Wolf. Well, mm-hmm. I decided to make, and they even have like the way people become vampire hunters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All of it. Uh, let me go ahead and give you the backstory on this. Typically, when a human, humans have like a fragile ego. Mm-hmm. Okay. They need to know that the world works in a certain manner in order to continue being human. Yeah. Um, if they discover that supernatural shit is real, and this is a very, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm baby basic explaining this. Yeah, so yeah. obviously there's going to be a few details that I just kind of skim over. But mm-hmm. um, when they discover something's not real, a couple of things happen. They either become completely batshit fucking insane. <laughs> most probable thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
They so they go completely insane. The world doesn't work the way the way the way it's supposed to, and they know it now. And they're just like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Uh, two, they awaken if they're a mage. Mm-hmm. If they have the mage's bloodline, they become they become awakened, and what will happen is mages will instantly appear and fucking grab them and be like, we need to teach you before you destroy reality. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. know what power level you have. You <laughs> may have something really big. Yeah, we need yeah, this isn't Hogwarts. This is fucking like <laughs> military fucking boot camp. Yeah. You yeah. need to not fucking destroy reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have... Uh, ones that become hunters now you can become like a demon hunter or a vampire hunter it all depends on what you saw how you saw it etc and what your destiny was um so we played normal humans that didn't have that Mm -hmm. they didn't fall into one of those categories they were just normal humans interacting with it Mm -hmm. so they didn't develop any special powers they didn't go insane None of that. And um, we ended up having a giant, like, it was always a fight to survive. We were, like, running with clans of werewolves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the thing they don't tell you, and the the thing I always think about when I see, like, Twilight or any of that, is I go back to the light wolf rolls on all this shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what what is the difference between a vampire and and a werewolf? And for you, that's like, oh, well, it's obvious. One is this and one is that. Mm-hmm. Well, who would win in a fight? I know the answer. Do you? Probably not because you haven't really thought about it that much. Yeah. But a newly turned vampire is actually really weak. Really, really weak. They have some, they're stronger than a normal human being. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and a day one werewolf and a day one vampire, a day one werewolf will shred a day one vampire. Just utterly annihilate mm-hmm. a two hundred year old werewolf versus a two hundred year old vampire. Vampire dominates mm-hmm. in the exact same way mm-hmm. because one of them has a lower beginning and a higher top end, mm-hmm. and that's the vampire. Yeah. So the older a vampire gets, the more fucking insane it gets, and they lose their humanity over time, and. Things like that, they begin to no longer be human in any recognizable form. And werewolves, there's a whole lot to werewolves in the way they work. There's a whole lot to vampires in the way they work because yeah. there are d- different clans for each of them, different, you know, bloodlines for each of them. Let me ask if you can keep on that tent, if you keep on that train of thought. Yeah. In this game you're talking about, how do you kill a vampire? How do you kill a werewolf? Because if you ask me, I'm thinking, well, a silver bullet. Silver works. works on silver works on werewolves. Oh, so it's still the kind of standard old. There are myths and misconceptions. Mm-hmm. So you may think that staking a vampire kills them. It doesn't. Okay. Uh, it actually just paralyzes the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. The only way to kill a a werewolf or a vampire is to burn them, cut their head off, or just do a massive amount of, of damage to their body to where they can't spend blood enough blood to repair it. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They do. And it's called aggravated Put damage. Put them in a grinder. There's a, yeah, it's aggravated damage. Right. It's, you know, you have uh, three different types of damage in that game. You have blunt damage, blunt force damage, which is the weakest. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, lethal damage, which kills humans. And But they can soak it. 
they can make a defense roll and reduce the amount of damage they take from a lethal, like you shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not take any damage at all. Right. Um, <clears throat> or aggravated damage, just like burning their fucking body or sticking them in a meat grinder or, you know, they walk into a fan, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something where they're just getting fucked the hell up and it's just like they're, it's changing the shape of their fucking body. Right. You know, something that's like. Can you drown them? No, can you, they don't breathe. Can, uh, well, okay. Duh. <laughs> but well, you can a werewolf. I don't know. I mean, um, certain werewolves. I guess if they're not space, using certain they, things. They, would, they could survive in space, maybe. I don't know. They're still extreme. I haven't ever thought about that, but <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> they could. They Their heart doesn't technically beat. Yeah. So the vacuum probably wouldn't make... It'd probably make their blood boil. Could you throw them in a volcano? Yeah. That would definitely fuck them up. Vampires have a massive fear of fire and have to make checks every round they see Mm -hmm. fire. Yeah. Or a certain amount of fire. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's, but there's different clans of vampires. So every, think of every vampire movie you've ever seen. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula is a fucking perfect example. Mm -hmm. Vamp, Dracula was a torador, Mm -hmm. which means he loved art. And he was a very passionate person. He held on to his, that portion of his humanity. Mm-hmm. He liked beautiful things. He liked being courteous. He liked doing certain things, you know, in that way. And the power sets for the or the Torador clan are all reflective of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they value their appearance. They try not to be beastly. Yeah. Um, they're still fucking monsters and blood sucking fucking vampires, but. They try not to give that appearance off. They mm-hmm. like to be high cultured and high classed. They did that back in the Dark Ages, and it advanced into the masquerade times. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have ones that are like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Nosferatu? Yeah. Where it has the long fingers oh, yeah, and yeah, has pointy yeah. ears and yeah. a big monster grill. Mm-hmm. Those guys are in there. They're they're a completely different clan. Mm-hmm. And they exist, and they're really fucking strong. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed to have zero charisma mm-hmm. because they look ugly as shit. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they can speak to rats and summon swarms of rats and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You have wild ones and clanless, and um, you have ones, any type of, um, any type of vampire that you might think of that you've seen in media. They have a catch-all for that, and it's the, these are just the Western clans, not the Eastern clans, where yeah. you start talking about shit from Asia, mm-hmm. and you know they, and they have a really awesome backstory for how all this happened. You remember Cain and Abel? Yeah. Okay. God cursed Cain, mm-hmm. so Cain became a vampire. Wow. Yeah. So Cain was the original vampire, mm-hmm. and he was a total fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And they they make this they, this is how vampires distinguish themselves is how many generations away from Cain they are. Right. And in the Dark Ages, I believe you start out as a ninth generation. So you are a you are eight generations removed from Cain. Mm-hmm. Cain being the first generation. Mm-hmm. Um. And in the modern times, you'd be twelfth. Eleventh mm-hmm. or twelfth? Um, did they have a Did they have a lifespan? Or were they immortal? I thought no. They're they are immortal if they can hack it. Right. Like uh, there are different scenarios for that, and mm-hmm. it's really complicated. Oh, but yeah. they can be killed. They can be murdered. Yeah. And they can fuck up 
and go feral. Right. That's that's basically what you need to know. They can they can become something that you couldn't possibly play mm-hmm. if they do the wrong set of things for too long. Mm-hmm. If they go around just bloodlusting for too long, they lose all their humanity and stop. They start becoming like a beast. Yeah. Then they are no longer a playable character. Oh wow. Um, but you know you could you could keep a character for five hundred years, or you could lose him in a matter of weeks. You talked a lot about vampires. What about the werewolves? You said they can. The werewolves die. are just as fucking in depth. You said they can die from silver. Yep, the silver is one of their big things. There's a, I mean, any, any little media you fucking seen on it, you know, they can go. They can also become human and walk around doing. That's the difference between them and a, and a vampire is they can walk around during the day and be like, okay, well, I'm gonna fucking interact with people. Damn. I'm gonna go fucking, you know, go to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a vampire's like, well. Because of the way they're made, you know, vampires are made, they're not, you turn a vampire, you don't, and you get to pick your kin on a vampire. So vampires are more selective. Mm-hmm. Werewolves are born. Yeah. Or, or made. Mm-hmm. Depending on which clan they came from. Anyway. Every bit of this is, uh, there are wraiths that exist in this world mm-hmm. that inhabit bodies oh, and shit. become specters and shit like that. Every that. bit of supernatural thing just to pretend it was true and it's in White Wolf. Wow. You got any good White Wolf stories? I got plenty of them. Uh, I've kind of explained the, the the premise of how all these clans and stuff work and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, we played normal humans. Okay, and I had... We went on like little bullshit adventures trying to fucking, you know, deal with the supernatural shit at the same time. Well, I had a silver sword. Okay. Okay. That I kept on me. You were a vampire. I was not. I was a human. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. You were human. Sorry. Straight up mortal. No powers. No nothing. And, uh, so we were just fucking rolling through this place. I ended up coming across fucking a clan of fucking werewolves. And, you know, first thing I do is like toss the fucking silver sword away because they used to clan of werewolves. You're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, you know, I just don't want to even present a threat. And, um, <clears throat> oh, they, we wandered into this place and we knew there were werewolves nearby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, okay, I just wandered into where the werewolves are. It was a place where, there were supposedly werewolf attacks and stuff like that. So I went into this village and they said, Oh, well, you need to go to this other village. And so we went into this other village and I met, you know, some people there and I kind of asked around. I was like, Hey, you know, yeah, we heard some stuff was going on, blah, 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 blah. And my friend, I can't remember what Brandon's character's arc was, but he was, he was trying to figure out some stuff as well. And, um, Brandon was kind of being a tool. And like he was arguing with the townsfolk about something, and I was just like, you know what? Let's just chill out here. I'm not trying to, you know, get in a big ass fucking fight or anything. I'm just, I'm looking for information about. And I came clean with them about what my purpose was in this village. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, this person went missing. I can't remember the whole story. This person went missing, and we were looking for him here. And we heard they got maybe attacked by a vampire, and so now we're looking for, or they got attacked by some werewolves, and now we're looking to see if we can find that clan to A, exonerate them from the attack, or B, help me figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the person I was talking to was like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Here, I'll let you, you know, you can talk to my daughter and blah, 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 blah. And me, me and the daughter started hitting it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And she, you know, she ended up having like a little bit of a thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And so um <clears throat> time passed. And they none of them, it, I didn't know it at the time, but none of them were getting close to me. And they were all staying about 10 feet away from me. Uh-huh. You know, they would, they would keep, you know, a walk around me. And everybody in the town, the entire time was just kind of eyeballing us and mad dogging us. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we went out and, um, we went back to the other town where we had a little room at the end. We slept there and came back the next night and, Realized that all this entire town we had been in, you know, some things happened, and we ended up realizing that this entire town was a town full of werewolves. Ooh. It was a it was an entire clan of fucking werewolves. Oh shit! And we were like, "Whoa, we have kind of walked into it." Well, it turns out that I made a good enough impression to where they weren't mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, because I'm not gonna win. Mm-hmm. I've got no powers, yeah. and I can't soak lethal. They're gonna do aggravated." <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh this is gonna be bad um things happen they we ended up finding the person or finding out what happened and we ended up having other adventures with these fucking things like we went on a boat and fought off fucking wraiths and shit and mm-hmm. all kinds of really cool crazy stories happened mm-hmm. and i ended up forming a relationship with that one with that one werewolf chick mm-hmm. we were fucking all the time it was great <laughs> over multiple games it's just like yep me and my were- werewolf girlfriend blah 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 <laughs> well we went out on a different adventure and we didn't take her with us okay um and I can't remember exactly what these these were all just kind of um situational things like we weren't this wasn't like a path to greatness this was just kind of like episodic you right. know um I ended up going into a room with like a mirror or something like that and I made the mistake of looking into a mirror now unfortunately when you're dealing with a world full of supernatural creatures there's a lot of things that just instant fuck humans. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about it, and my character did what he would have done. And he looked into this mirror, and the GM didn't realize what he had put in the game. Uh-oh. And he goes, yeah, you just, oh, you looked into the mirror. And he uh, he pulls out a book, starts flipping pages, and he's like, oh, man. Oh, no. Oh no. And he's like, dude, your soul is gone. This thing just took your soul. Oh shit. <laughs> it's it's gonna devour it. So the the werewolf girl that took your soul? No, it was the mirror. Oh the mirror. The mirror. Oh the mirror. Oh, okay. I, I was she wasn't even there. Okay, okay. So word gets back, you know, and we were investigating something to do with vampires. Mm-hmm. You know, we were searching around during the day because that's when it's safe for humans to look for vampires. Yeah. And uh 'cause they'd all be asleep. And uh we wandered into this fucking little room or whatever, and we were just kind of searching around, seeing if we could find any clues to figure out what was going on, and I noticed this mirror, pulled the fucking uh, sheet off of it, looked into it, and this thing looked at me, and I locked eyes with it, and it took my soul. Oh, shit. Yep, and I was like, and he's like, rip, make a new character. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was that quick. Wow. That quick. It was some shit. This shit was made for like immortals to be able to fucking like 
you're not supposed to play White Wolf as a normal human. Right. Okay. Normal humans are like the sheep of fucking, it's like playing D&D as a commoner. Yeah. Okay. You're not a hero at all. Right. So, basically, I lost that character in that fucking oh second. Oh, my God. Just that one little fuck up where I didn't, wasn't thinking. Little did you know. Little did I know. The mirror I that fuck. you pulled the sheet off of was an uber-powerful, demonic, mm. soul-stealing mirror. <laughs> Correct. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you, buddy. So, they found out about it back at the fucking werewolf village, and I had already become like a friend to them. Mm-hmm. They went through and just raped this fucking entire coven of fucking wow. vampires this entire like it was a complex imagine like um interview with the vampire you know how they had that big like vampire underground city mm-hmm. imagine a bunch of werewolves going through that and just killing everything wow everything like from the oldest werewolf to like the youngest just feral fucking rage Jeez. straight through that place I was at least I got avenged. Yeah, at least somebody came back. <laughs> at least I got avenged. But that was a that was a cool thing for my my character is that he you know he was a human who was a friend of the werewolves mm-hmm. and eventually you know they they cared enough to give a shit. I remember this. This is just. I'm sorry. I keep keying in on D and D, but memories keep floating back in. I remember you telling me something. You told me weeks ago in a D and D conversation that you you said remind me to tell you about Ace. Oh shit! Did you remember, oh, that's a, do you remember this? This story? is a completely different type of story. Okay, this is a completely different type of story. I'm trying to hit some stories across right. the so, across the board here. But so shit, tell you about Ace. shithead GM'd a lot of games. Uh-huh. Okay, shithead loved GMing games, and he'd make his stories overly complex, and he liked he liked using powerful entities in his games. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, he had some friends. He was working at a little movie theater, and he decided, you know, some of these guys were cool enough to hang out with us. I never really thought so, but mm-hmm. whatever. So these guys are, they don't really know how to play D&D, you know, and it was just me, shithead, trying to explain to two other people how to play. Mm-hmm. So when 50% of the group doesn't know, like, how the basic mechanics work, mm-hmm. it becomes very um tedious. So it took us probably 12 hours Jesus. from beginning to end to get this whole scenario to play, take place. Wow. Okay. So we got to his house and we started making characters. I shat mine out. I decided to make mine a, I like used a character with a massive level adjustment, mm-hmm. but retain the same level as them. Mm-hmm. And I decided to make a band of characters okay. and each of them had a playing card name. Okay. Okay. And at this time, and you may remember this, but I was playing Suicoden 3. Oh. So I made a character named Ace, Joker, Queen, etc. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I chose like, I did stuff I normally don't do, which is like uses, using races with level adjustments and all these other things to make my character stupid powerful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna just rape rules and, this ca- this campaign probably isn't going to go on very long because I've got two inexperienced people who don't even know if they're going to continue playing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make my character uber powerful, and their characters can be just normal starting characters, and I'll try to protect them. Mm-hmm. Well, they decided they didn't want to go out with me. They they wanted to be their own little thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that got decided during a character creation. I said, okay, that's cool. Well, we'll uh, you know we operate as a unit. Mm-hmm. So I'm Ace, and this is blah 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 and blah 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 blah. You know, and they all had their own little sticks, their own little characters, and I was just 
scribbling furiously while Shithead was explaining the rules to these two guys and how to make characters and walking them through the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I say they don't have a lot of D&D experience, but they had probably played one or two games. Yeah. So they knew a little bit, but not enough to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it everything proceeded to go wrong. Okay. We finally got the characters built and ready and this is the scenario. Me and my team were trying to infiltrate this fortress to obtain some information and get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, we brought along two new recruits who were also trying to help us. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were going to split up and the two new recruits went in on one side to cause a diversion mm-hmm. and we were going to stealth the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so right off the bat they ended up getting in they went where we were supposed to go and we went we ended up being the diversion for them mm-hmm. we failed a couple stealth checks some shit went bad we ended up like getting all the guards like in the entire fucking fortress there's like a hundred plus guards oh god okay they're all coming down on us on five people mm-hmm. and we're we get in a room and barricade it, you know, and we're putting our backs to the fucking door while they're pickaxing it on fucking down, mm-hmm. and shit's going on. We're fucking fighting for our lives, mm-hmm. okay? Meanwhile, the diversion team didn't do their job at all <laughs> and decided instead to go down into the basement where they couldn't cause a diversion and look around. So, oh, man. <laughs> They decided to go and, like, open up a sarcophagus they found. For whatever reason. Yeah. It was a sarcophagus. Now, inside the sarcophagus was a very powerful lich. Oh, oh, Jesus. This lich could have soloed my entire high-level, well-built team. <laughs> I mean, just not... We were not ready for this guy. Yeah. Okay? He This guy was beyond the scope of power. My, my team, in, like... 10, 15 levels could stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Stand a chance, not win, yeah. but maybe with some good rolls and some bad on his part, mm-hmm. we'd survive. Yeah. So, as my team is fighting its way through the halls and locking itself in doors and losing members slowly as we get whittled down by the hundreds of guards... <laughs> They open up and revive this fucking lich. And they do it by trying to peel his spell book out of his hands. Great. Oh, we could use this. Now, let me tell you something about a spell book. Spell books are fucking important to wizards. Yeah. You get a hold of a wizard spell book, you can easily, a starting character, level one fucking wizard, you can sell that son of a bitch for fucking like, f- between five and ten thousand GP. That's a lot of goddamn money. That's a lot of money. So you can get a lot of money just by killing a level one wizard and taking the spell book and hawking it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy is fucking epic. This is like an epic level fucking lich. Mm-hmm. And he is a lich that has been like hundreds of years putting the spell book together. Yep. This thing is worth a winning of fucking three wishes. Yeah. This is a fucking, yeah. like, you don't sell this. This is a priceless artifact. Mm-hmm. So he wakes the lich up by trying to pry the spellbook out. 
And then his first action when the lich goes, why are you here? He swings his sword at the book. He scratches the book. He fucking, he, he immediately makes a fucking attack on this guy's spell book and hits. Wow. So the, the, the lich is like, oh hell no. <laughs> and he proceeds to time stop and cast fucking shit tons of fucking buffs on himself, disappear, reappear in the middle of the fucking fortress where he's been carried to and awakened, mm-hmm. and then meteor swarms everyone in the entire party to death. Wow. <laughs> wow. The entire, the entire fucking fortress was gone just a pile of rubble because he he was like nah nah (laughs) it's like i will not stand for you trying to destroy my spell book (laughs) he's like i am i am pissed yeah you woke me up at all and then you fucking decided to (laughs) kill my book wow so yeah no so he he destroyed my people died not knowing what killed them like the few member, a couple of them people got like, you know, they disappeared into swarms of guards. Uh huh. Maybe they had lived. Maybe they didn't. Who knew? Yeah. But no, the rest of them were all barricaded in a room, trying to think of a way out. Jeez. When suddenly the building collapsed, September 11th style. <laughs> they just, they just fucking died. They just, oh man, that's the, it's. You gotta think that's the most horrible way to die is like the building just to fucking collapse yeah. on you. You're, you're like trying to fight off some guards and you're like, to make some I'm, kind of shit happen and then a fucking meteor crushes everything. Yeah. It wasn't one meteor. It was well, a swarm of giant meteors <laughs> just landing and impacting like tomahawk missiles on this fucking little wooden, <laughs> iron, it wasn't wooden, it was stone. It was a stone garrison. And just imagine the whole thing just crumbling and, and then nothing. that lich ran off to go. And the lich probably just went and got the whole he was western like, hemisphere. He probably scratched his ass and just walked the fuck out of there. <laughs> Floated or whatever. These stories, these, these stories are why we play games like RPGs. Yeah, it's because it's the stories that make it. And I mean, you'll never get a scenario happen like that Mm -hmm. where you had like this sense of like powerlessness or whatever. You, the highs are never higher and the lows are never lower than in a tabletop. Yep. Yep. Okay. Even you can say what you want about a well crafted actual rpg even like chrono trigger Mm -hmm. that's a great game Mm -hmm. but i wasn't in complete control of chrono trigger Mm -hmm. i had an unprecedented amount of control Mm -hmm. but i couldn't decide to just be like okay well i think chrono should start selling tacos yeah you know Mm -hmm. on the side and just say fuck it Mm -hmm. you know you can always do other things in an rpg Mm -hmm. like uh you know i've i've seen characters that had like get rich quick schemes and stuff like that where they you know would make fucking little little things that didn't take them very much time and they'd sell them off for massive profit Mm -hmm. or you know they were really good at bar he had one guy that was really good at crafting and one guy that was really diplomatic and good at bartering and Mm -hmm. praising and stuff like that and they they formed a team and they just make money Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you're never going to get that. Yeah, I mean, if you needed a high-level piece of equipment when you're low-leveled, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. You don't have those kind of options nope. when you're rolling out in um, any good. other RPG. It's good stories, man. That's that's the reason why I play RPGs predominantly is for the story. 
Anytime when I watch like movies like that or freaking play video games that have story-centric things where I can either play the story or, or even do little stories on my own, it, it goes across reading books, reading anime, any of that stuff. I like, I like the stories around them. Mm-hmm. Animation, like anime, anime is good for animation. Like I remember the first, man, I'm, I'm trying to go off on my oh, own yeah. tangent now. Yes, let's do it. I remember my, the first time that I saw anime, I saw anime in commercials and was like, this is not what I'm using. This is not for kids. Well, well, not just Japan that. Animation. Not just that, but just in general, it was like, I'm not used to this. I've never seen anything. I did you, the, the most off animated thing I ever saw was, uh, you remember Liquid Television uh-huh. and they had Aeon Flux? Yeah. So the first time I saw that animation was like, oh, this is a whole. She'd like always get killed. This is the weird like everyone style like of one-off. animation that I've never seen from watching, you know, cartoon shit like uh, Ninja Turtles and, and Tailspin and, and what have you. Uh-huh. And I saw anime stuff and was like, wow, this is really cool. It's new. It's different. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when anime wasn't really prevalent in the United States. No. Yeah, they were, they were, they were trying their best to scrape where they would push. Can, can we get on the sci fi channel? Can we get on somewhere? People need to see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's fucking everywhere because everybody knows about it. But there were times where they were like, "Hey, here's a here's a manga commercial for you know Ninja Scroll and, yeah. and here's a commercial for Akira." Not for kids. Yeah, and um, Dave had to make sure they differentiated that in the fucking mm-hmm. you know in the advertisements that would come up. It's like one eight hundred, one nine hundred, <laughs> blah 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 blah. But I watched, I watched them for the animation. But God, the stories were just out of this world. That was the big thing: is that those stories were always really adult. Do you, man. do you remember the first anime you ever saw? The first anime I ever saw. Yeah, that's kind of that's a that's a memory puller, huh? Whoa. Ooh, what's yours? I think on mine, again, because I saw, I used to see commercials all the time on the sci-fi channel. This is back in, oh man, 96, 97, 98. I used to see commercials for manga movies and they used to see the commercials for Akira and whatnot and how you could buy them and you could have the movies shipped to you and et cetera. I don't think, I, there was, there was an anime called Project Echo. I, I could, y'all could look it up and see what it was. That was hmm. the first one that I ever saw. I only saw that one time and I remember the character was a girl and I remember, I think it was desert kind of themed and that's all I remember. Now the first actual anime where I, you know, sat down and was, I'm watching an anime right now was Akira and it was a Japanese. Akira. Oh wait. Oh no. I lied. Uh-oh. I lied. I got You're broke. A I got broke in before that. Ooh. No, the anime that I saw, Japanese now this and this is why I got the this is where I pulled the Japanese language English dub from because this is what I started with and I now know the differences. The first one I watched was Ninja Scroll. Oh yeah. Ooh. I saw that uncensored Japanese language English dubbed and whew, Damn. That was my cherry breaker. Not, you know, like, let's go watch the Frieza saga, you know, it's, or, hey, let's go watch Akira. It may kind of screw with your mind at the end, but here's some cool, weird effects with this, with, you know, uh, Tetsuo turning in this weird blob. No, no, mine was fucking cutting people's heads off and, and splitting a woman's legs in half and spitting down her, you know, freaking vagina and, <laughs> a guy just, with a fucking hornet's nest on his back and another dude that could get his arm chopped off and then just put it right back on and flex his hand like, yeah, you ain't doing that to me, bitch. Damn. 
But man, that was what kicked off my like, wow, the anime is fucking bad. Anime ass. is insane. Yes. But yeah, they, besides the insane, the insanity of seeing like characters that you would never even imagine mm-hmm. in the United States, you also have stuff like, I, I think my first anime, believe it or not, as terrible as it sounds, was probably, I, I think the very first one I ever saw was Sailor Moon. That's okay. I feel sad. Feel sad, but I didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I didn't have enough access to anime because the internet wasn't a big fucking thing back then. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get my parents to buy fucking Ninja Scroll off the fucking. They had a one hundred percent no buying shit over the phone. Oh, yeah. You remember how you used to buy shit over the phone? Like, mm-hmm. shit would come on TV and be like, order now and you can get two extra copies of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, we didn't do that bullshit. Yep. So, they uh they never bought anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, eventually, they did start creeping in on, like, Adult Swim, mm-hmm. stuff like Not even Adult Swim, uh, Toonami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was really when I first started, like, seeing it all the time. Yeah. I had seen animes, one off here, one off there. I watched one, you know, I'll watch a movie here and a movie there, and, you know, I'll kind of pick through fucking DVDs. But once once Adult, not Adult Swim, but fucking Toonami started coming out and you started seeing stuff every day, that's when I started hungering for mm-hmm. it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I saw Dragon Ball Z, and I saw Gundam, and I saw mm-hmm. all these other, you know, traditional animes. I was like, wow, man, I should really get into this. And I started looking for it and trying to find it in all the sources I could. I got I got really lucky in my high school age when I, like I said, Ninja Scroll was the first anime I saw. And I had, I got to, the guy that let me watch it, he let me borrow it, basically let me borrow it for indefinite because he had had it for years, had seen it. So I basically owned it for years on end. Yeah. I had that and I also had Akira. Now Akira was different for me though because my original copy of Akira was... <laughs> It was English. Maybe am I am I saying that wrong? It was English dialogue, Japanese subtitles. Okay, so Ninja Scroll was Japanese dialogue. It was English dubbed. Yeah, but Akira was the opposite. But that was the only two that I owned. And just the way that my young teenage life was, I whatever movies I had, I watched those all the time. I Mm -hmm. watched Ninja Scroll and Akira probably thirty, forty, fifty times individually in my life. Uh, I had had a couple ones, like there was a Ranma one-half movie. I had the second one because a, a girlfriend of mine had given me that copy. Damn. Uh, she was actually a very fortunate thing for me because she introduced me. She she was she was the lucky one in life. Like, her dad let her watch all anything, and uh-huh. she had, like, like, a Chester drawer full of fucking VHS anime of all kinds. Damn. Like, she introduced me to all kind of anime. Damn, why didn't you marry this girl? <laughs> Jesus. Shit happened. <laughs> uh, but I I had kept a small, like, I had a small little collection of, like, maybe nine or ten VHS anime that I watched. I watched, like, Rosian Z and some off-kilter, one-off animes. But when I, when, when anime started getting out in the world, when it was on uh, Toonami and whatnot, that's when Dragon Ball was a big thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I started seeing from the outside. I'm like, oh, you don't like anime. What do you like? I like Dragon Ball. And I'm like, oh, I've, I've heard about it, but ah, what is it like? And then I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I first started, the very first Dragon Ball I ever watched was the whole entire, a friend of mine had the whole entire Frieza saga. Because he, re- he recorded it from TV. Damn. Yeah, so commercials and all. And he had like, I don't know, nine, ten VHSs full of every episode of the Z saga. Damn. But it was all in English because it was on, you know, it was on TV. Yeah. But still, I was like, oh, this shit's fucking cool. The thing that sucked about it was he had missed around four or five episodes around, uh, spoiler alert, pfft, when Goku turned for the first time. Uh-huh. So I'm watching the Frieza saga and I'm seeing all this build up, you know, Goku gets released and now oh, Vegeta got damn near killed or he did get killed i forget whatever and then, and then the next episode he's going toe-to-toe with fucking frieza like bam frieza's in his final form and goku's already a super saiyan i'm like whoa oh man and everybody around me is like oh man did you see it's so cool because he's like he's like oh he's powering up and his fucking eyes glow white for a second and he come back and his his hair glows gold and goes back i'm like no i didn't see any of that I went from, hey, I'm Goku, I'm out of the pod, to, let's go, Frieza! Uh, I missed all that. But, damn, man, that shit was fucking, as a young, impressionable teenage me, <sighs> Dragon Ball Z was right up my yeah. alley. DBZ was really, it wasn't until later that I began, like, kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are getting mad now at the Super, but I... I got over Dragon Ball Z when I realized that its fans were really yeah. super, super rabid. Yeah. They're like the most, some, they are the, one of the most rabid fan bases you can possibly imagine. Oh yeah. Um, and Goku will never be able to beat Superman. Man, go, bruh. Ever. Bruh. Ever. We're not going to throw down on this. Oh, we're throwing down. Do you think, you you think Goku can beat Superman? Is that what you're saying? Adam. You're going to put that on the podcast? No. Let's make a, let's make an end of cat statement. (laughs) Superman would utterly fucking blink Goku out of existence. Yes. Yes, he would. Superman would never, would never, never have a, fuck you, Goku. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, oh man. And I, and I hear it a lot. I hear a lot of people make that argument. That, you would uh, have to go, you would have to sit down, which, got, which several sources I mean, way, you know, there is a probably an anime character I can think of this. right now. You know, One Punch Man, Zatama. Mm-hmm. He could fight Superman. Yeah. Because they have the same shtick. Yeah. Which is, oh, that's impossible? Hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't understand if you're, if you're, you know, a casual Superman reader, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, okay, well, Superman is all about, you know, true justice, American yeah. way. Saving. He's ultra strong. He's got laser eyes. Yeah. He, breath, he gets punched be- sometimes, but when the crunch is, when it comes crunch time, Superman's just like, nah, I have no limits. And Superman then he just goes, I, I, I will just watch me break physics for a second. Superman goes God mode. Yeah. He, he, he goes legit fucking god. He goes, mode. you know what the rules were? No, I don't have those. There was a gold, I mean, there's a fucking golden, like Superman Prime or whatever that yeah. basically was omniscient and he could fucking make a well, new that, universe. That was a version where shit. he just decided to sleep in the star for like 10,000 years yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't even have to talk about that one. We just <laughs> need to talk about the base post crisis fucking Superman. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, no chance. Okay. None. Let's have a let's have a real chance. You ready? Yeah. 
Goku versus the Hulk. Go. Goku versus the Hulk. If Goku can manage to knock him out, which he can, mm-hmm. before, I, and but I don't think Goku is that way. The way Goku fights, bloodlusted Goku mm-hmm. could do it. Yeah. Bloodlusted Goku wins. Um, bloodlusted Hulk versus normal Goku. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, Goku decides, oh, well, let me just see how strong this motherfucker can actually I'm gonna, get. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. Let me. Saying three and just let me just keep punching him in the him. nose. <laughs> and eventually and the Hulk, Hulk takes the hit. Eventually the Hulk just grabs him and rips him out. Now here's, here's, a, <laughs> here's the thing about Dragon Ball characters that I have come to realize is that when they are not ready for some shit, they are every bit as human as a normal person. Mm-hmm. They are not like walking around in their base form taking a shit and a bullet comes through the fucking wall and fucking hits them and just bounces off. Mm-hmm. That's not how they do. Yeah. You know, that's, that might be the oppression that you got out of Dragon Ball Z, but there's a scene where Goku gets smoked with a rock while yep. he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Goku gets fucking dusted by some red shirt with a laser rifle while he's in the Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan fucking, which is retarded yeah but yeah so he's fighting frieza and like one of frieza's henchmen just shoots him in the back fucking devastates his ass mm-hmm. you know there are plenty of times when base form goku can get fucking wrecked mm-hmm. and that means that it's not always on you can go fucking find superman and fucking superman's like asleep and fucking you know he's paralyzed and in the hospital mm-hmm. okay for whatever reason mm-hmm. that he got in that and situation, you can drop another hospital. You drop on a top nuke. On, you drop a nuke on him, and he's still alive he and in the same goes, condition because you didn't do anything because yeah. his base form is just that strong. Okay, he doesn't turn off his fucking vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. The, you know, when you when you realize that, you know, these Dragon Ball characters will run out of juice and then they'll be that. Mm-hmm. They're paper thin. Yep. They're fucking paper thin. Yep. Terrible, yeah. Terrible thing. I hate that. I hate that. I have to think about this now. <laughs> but every time I think about Dragon Ball, I have to think about this debate now. <laughs> you know, because it's no longer. It's no longer. Just, oh yeah, cool. I like that show. I thought it was really cool when Goku did that thing. Mm-hmm. The show stopped being fun for me when I had to sit here and analyze it to fucking you know, uh, to make a point. Yeah. About something that I shouldn't have had to go to make a point about. You know. If you watch Dragon Ball, uh, also as a as a preference for me, I have n- I have never watched any of the Dragon Ball, with the exception of the first three movies. That was like the only time Yamcha was relevant. If you remember, he was actually cool back in Dragon Ball. I believe, and somebody's gonna correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there are thirteen, and I'm talking. I don't know about the new ones. I'm not talking about the ones that were released, you know, a couple years ago with the purple bunny guy. Mm-hmm. When I when I when Dragon Ball was relevant for me, and Dragon Ball was done, there were thirteen Dragon Ball movies. Three of them were from the Dragon Ball era, if I'm not mistaken, and the other ten were from the Z and the GT era. Mm-hmm. I have only watched the first three movies. I've never watched Dragon Ball. I've watched all of GT, the entirety of all the series, one time. Damn. I've now I've seen the Frieza saga twelve, thirteen times. I've watched the Cell saga about four or five times. The Boo saga three or four times. I've seen the Vegeta saga. I've seen all of the Z sagas repeatedly. 
If you watched those as just an entertainment thing, if you watched them for what the fuck they were meant to be, just fucking in, in just goofy, cool, super-powered entertainment, it's good. When you start getting nerd on it and really start trying to put numbers to it and start making... Stop. It's not what it's there for. You're going to see things that don't make sense. You're going to see people that are knocking other people out and they should not. Just fucking... Just go with it. Because when I mean, you don't, you start putting numbers in it, and then you start putting numbers with Superman. Yeah. And here, here's the terrible thing is that I played the Dragon Ball fucking, which is actually one of the most powerful tabletop characters ever created. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the Dragon Ball tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know what is supposedly going on with all these multipliers and bullshit, and let me just tell you that it was always supposed to be bullshit. Yeah. Anybody that tries to make sense of it, is in for a, you know, it's gonna loop back and fucking contradict, contradict itself at some point. Let me, let me, let me blow your mind right now, guys and gals. When you're watching Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and GT, do you know the reason why Goku wins? Or, or why he dies and comes back? He wins not because he's the most powerful or because Goku is actually secretly more powerful or what? It's because Goku's the fucking hero and they write him to win. Well, That's it's not, it's not even that. They don't even do that. Oh, well, just fuck my argument. Let me just, let me just, let me just fuck your just argument. Say because fuck, let, say me, fuck let me, let me ask it. Let me, Michael. fuck your say statement. It. Fuck your say statement. Fuck your statement, Michael. Fuck your statement, Michael. Oh boy. Now, That's let me, it. let me go back over the history of Dragon Ball Z. Who was the first person he fought in Dragon Ball Z? Test, you tickle my memory bank. Okay, let's tickle it. Let's tickle it. Cause I'm going to go by point by point. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. The very first saga. Yeah. Was Raditz. Okay. Did he win? No, no, he didn't. He got one shot. Mm-hmm. Guy took his son. Then he went there with a fucking buddy and got fucking suicide attack to kill him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one big, two big L's for Goku mm-hmm. in Dragon Ball. All right, now let's go to the next saga. Who did he fight? Vegeta. Did he win? Yes. No, the fuck he didn't. <laughs> no, his he didn't. paralyzed ass was laying there while Krillin and fucking Gohan and Yajirobe took care of fucking Vegeta. Okay. Okay. He he basically fought Vegeta and had to have backup come in and cheat Vegeta to keep him from killing him. Yeah, is this starting to make sense now? Yeah. Okay. Who'd he fight next? Free the No. No, he fought the Ginyu Force. He fought the Ginyu Force mm-hmm. and then he lost to Captain Ginyu. Yeah. Because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> You know, I hear about this the the, the new super series. I hear uh-huh. that his he does. Idiot, he just keeps he just keeps taking the L's. They just notice they just notice it more now because they're older and they fucking matured a little bit. And they're like, "What is Goku losing, bitch? Goku has always been losing because Goku sucks, big dick." Adam, there was a time where Goku at level one was fighting Frieza. We're getting so nerdy, and I love oh it. yeah. He was fighting Frieza, and he had Frieza at dire straits on the ropes. Oh, yeah? And he said, I'll let you go, Frieza. That's not him being stupid, Adam. That's showing human compassion that he learned from Earth. Let me throw this out there. That's but not, right. Let's go now, back to yeah, the free. Now, yeah, stop. Frieza, stop. Frieza, Frieza what happened before and that? Threw, and threw two blades at him. going to try to cut him. And Goku turned around on Matt, and he was like, that's, that's why, Goku. You're just a fucking compassionate idiot. And then he killed him anyway. But still, he just showed compassion. Let, let me throw this out there. There's been times where somebody has been, he's been fighting Goku, and Goku's like, you know what, here, have this Senzu beam, because I want you to fight at my level, just because I want to fight you, bruh. I don't want to beat your ass like a chump. I want to fight you at my level. 
That's that's cool. That's not stupid. I mean, this guy's a fucking moron. Okay, let's let's do this again. Let, let's keep going with this. End of right, time. So he's, cast. he's fighting on Goku. So now he gets to fucking he gets to fucking Frieza. Uh huh. Okay. Now here's the controversial part. For one, Frieza is walking the dog on Goku. Mm-hmm. Okay, walking the dog on Goku. Goku decides it's Deus Ex Machina time, and the writers have decided they're going to give me a superpower that I didn't previously have and didn't earn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yay, I get to fight Freeze on equal terms now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay? I can understand that. Mm-hmm. He dies. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He gets fucking killed by Frieza, knocked out like a bitch and killed, and then they <laughs> wish back everybody that Frieza killed on Namek. And suddenly he's back alive again. Mm-hmm. Whoop-de-fucking-shit. Wow, he gets a res he, mid-battle. He's the hero. Of course he he's gets the a hero. He's, he's the best. He's the hero. Superman wishes he could be good so, at Goku. So then we move on to the next saga. And who's he fight? This would be the Boo Saga, right? No. Or no, no, Cell Saga. Cell Saga. Yeah. No, no, the Android Saga. The Android Saga. saga. Yeah. So who's he fight first? Uh, and, oh, no, one of the fucking Red Ribbon guys. One of that, what, Android 19, the little fucking Chinese looking yeah. one. Does he win? No, he doesn't, does he? He doesn't win. You start to, you starting to think about DBZ a little bit differently now. You start to be like, man, this motherfucker was getting his shit kicked in the whole show. And this motherfucker's supposed to beat Superman? Fuck no. Fuck no! Superman wins a fight every once in a while. Okay? That's the difference between him and Goku. But at the but, end of but, the day, but, but, he, gets re- he gets resurrected. He gets his power He gets back, resurrected again. That's the, the difference between him and Superman is that somebody could come back and resurrect his ass. Yeah, Superman didn't get killed. He got knocked out. Yeah. And he woke up with a vengeance. <laughs> he woke up and said, what the fuck have y'all been doing? <laughs> so... Then we move on to the Cell Saga, and he just gives up. Like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm not going to get killed this time. I'm going to let y'all fight. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm such an idiot. I'll give you a Senzu bean. We need Goku. Nah. But then, about, but uh, then he gets killed anyway. Uh-huh. Because fucking Goku. I can't believe Goku dies. Goku gets his ass kicked more than Yamcha does. Can't believe it. Gets his ass humiliated more than my arms. Well, talk does. about how cool DBZ was, and you're like, fuck Goku. Well, I've made you think about it in a different light now, haven't I? I suppose, you well, look Goku, back at it, and you're like, man, Goku's taking them L's. Let's, let's put the. He was taking more L's than fucking let's like. Let's put a reverse on the whoa, your boobs train, okay? okay? Because Goku wasn't my favorite. I'm talking this as a whole, so the audience. Nobody liked Goku. Like, Everybody likes Vegeta. What's your. Everybody likes Vegeta because Vegeta's oh, yeah. the one that's fucking at least decent. I, and this is, I'm going to tell you right now, I want to put this out there because I've, I've, I've never told you this one, but there was, and I know somebody's going to quote me because there's, there's an actual fuckamation quote. This is, this is another thing that me and Mike's girlfriend had. We always Uh-oh. called it fuckamation because all they did was take anime and fuck it over. What? So you were like, I watched Dragon Ball Z and you know, you got the fuckamation version because they changed the, they, when you go, that wasn't from, a Funimation thing. That was a. I know you have to get past U.S. censorship we, for we TV. We just put an umbrella thing on it. Let's yeah, just say that that's that's why. When we when we when we heard people that watched anime, um, quote mark anime only on Cartoon Network, it's like, oh man, you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. And then we try to show them these like here. Take this anime home and watch it, and they give it back. Man, I made it twenty minutes in. They speak Japanese, and it's like, oh, you don't. 
did you watch it? Because the, it's totally different. Because they would change the fight scenes. They would change death. They would change the dialogue. The characters as a whole would almost change entirely from the way they were. I remember one of the, oh, fuck, now I'm in this game quotes. There was a Japanese version of some part in Dragon Ball Z uh-huh. where Vegeta was talking to Frieza. And I know he quotes it. There's an exact quote. There's an actual English. But if another thing about us watching anime back in the day before anime uh, internet was predominant was that you had 7,000 companies that were just shitting out subtitles for animes. Yeah. You would get the legit anime, and they would just churn it through a machine and pop out whatever the fuck came out. It would be really cool because you'd watch a DVD version mm-hmm. with the English fucking subtitles and the English voice acting, yep. and they'd be like, it would be like, we need to go over there, and it's like, and then the subtitles would come up, over there, we must go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So, you, you know, everybody, that, oh my everybody God. that did watch the English version at least got a standard. They all pretty much got the same exact thing. Well, given the different, the very small routes that I could get anime from, I've learned the lesson of, hey, don't just buy it from anywhere because you don't know, man. You'll get some anime home and those tra- that translation is fucked. It might be fucking trash. Because it's literally through a fucking program that just auto-translates. Well, I found a quote. I was watching, uh, I was watching one of the Dragon Ball Zs, and I think it was in the Frieza saga, where, where Vegeta was talking, he was, he just got, fucking reamed by Frieza and he was like I'm just gonna fucking wreck your shit and Vegeta was like you can take my power you can take my status cause he was he always he, he was always Prince of the Saiyans mm-hmm. it's like you can take my power you can take my status and something else you you can even take my will or something or he my said, life but, he said but yeah, my life but you will never take my pride now when he says it in the, that's the way he delivered it. It was mm-hmm. a very somber, like "fuck you." But in that cart, in the cartoon on the Cartoon Network, he was like, "You'll never take my pride." And then I think he went Super Saiyan again or something. <laughs> totally. Super Saiyan and killed Frieza right there <laughs> because Super Saiyan was totally what he needed. That quote, <clears throat> not only did the quote resonate with me, but the way he delivered it was different. That's good. This is why I always tell people, please do not, I don't know if you're this way, but please do not take me as some fucking anime snob when I say that, yes, if I watch anime, I predominantly prefer to only watch it Japanese language English subtitles. Well, I mean, that, because the thing is I that, have had, that I have standard had, has changed. I, I know, I know, but let me finish my statement. I have had times in my life where I've watched an anime and just, I've, I've watched the anime repeatedly, like 10, 20 times, and I'm used to it in that Japanese language. And I'll just go try it out in the English language and go, oh my God. Prime example. Anybody that's watched Ninja Scroll will know what I'm talking about. At the very, very beginning of Ninja Scroll, mm-hmm. in the Japanese version, it shows Jubei walking across a bridge. Spoiler for, oh boy, the, what, first two minutes of Ninja Scroll? Mm-hmm. He's walking across a bridge. He's got bridge a, collapses, he dies. He's got a sword slung over his shoulder, and he's, in the other hand, he's eating a rice ball. And he's just walking across. It's very, it's very cool, very set up, very old Japanese and everything. Mm-hmm. He's walking, and then a fucking spear comes up through the bottom, and it splits his hat in half. Now, in the Japanese version... And they, of, of course, the, the spear goes back down. Jubei just just takes another chomp of the rice ball and moves on. The two dudes jump out and like, hey, we heard you you took that sword or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. 
in the English version, he fucks them completely fucking different. Shows him walking across the bridge, and I, I think he might even been humming like whistling or something. <laughs> and he bites the thing, and the spear comes up, and he does take a chomp again. But when the spear goes back down, he goes, "Oh man, that was my favorite hat." <laughs> I, Adam, I fucking turned that movie off. I ejected that VHS or DVD, and I said, "Fuck no," because. This is the problem Damn. back in the day. I'm saying back in the day because you always tell me that it's different now. I get that. But back in the Some day. Some of it's different. Back in the day. When when anime went from Japan to America, they were trying their absolute best to try to tailor to everybody they can. And they mm. could not get their head around the idea of what these characters were. That is a prime example of the problem. Jubei was quiet. He He spoke when he had to, but he was very direct. He was very like, mm, I'm just going to get it done. Ho-hum. It's no big deal to me. And he fucking tears ass and gets shit done. Yeah. He don't, hoo, ha, ya, oh, man, oh, my arm hurts really bad. He was quiet and methodical and just kind of very blase at times. Watch the watch the English version, which in the future I did watch all the way through. Yeah. To, make, to give more solidarity to it. They changed his whole character. He's almost the equivalent of of uh of Spike Spiegel. He's very like, ha, like I make jokes and quips now and again. That's not who that character is. And he wasn't the only person in the in in the American anime that got that coverage. Yeah. All the other characters had a whole different feel and attitude. And that's that's why I watched it back then like that. I that's like fine. And, and, that and I understand film. getting burned by that. Nowadays you can easily if you get to any subscription anime service or anything like that, like Crunchyroll or even Funimation, mm-hmm. you can opt to have the original Japanese shit on there. Mm-hmm. But if you compare them, they're not that much different. Yeah. That's the And they definitely didn't do any, because anime today, say, um, what's the one that gets censored today? Uh, High School DXD. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Okay. It's good. It's about titties. It's a show about titties. <laughs> it's one of, it's a titty anime. <laughs> You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say titty anime. Now, is that the one where there's a scene where there's a sniper going on, and the girl rests the sniper gun on top of the other girl's boobs, and then shoots, and then it shows no, a girl no, doing no. a backflip, and the this, bullet in slow motion flies. This is about under one boob and over the other. That one. would be totally awesome. I have to see that there is for a, research I, it's purposes. It's a scene I remember. I've never I seen to, it. I need to research that. Titty dodging sniper bullets. Titty. I'm going to type. So, you know, man, I completely forgot what I was thinking about now. But, no, the you watch this version come up, and it was censored the very first time I saw it. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I put it on the Japanese version, I was, and it was censored too. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. Turns out they censored it when it turned, when it, when the show came on in Japan. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait for the DVD release before they can put the uncensored version up there. Now, as soon as the DVD release came out, they redubbed it and put it out. Yeah. But, you know, the, um, you know, they give it to you straight. Yeah. A lot of streaming services, like a couple of hours after it comes on in Japan, because it's on the streaming service. Oh, yeah. It's, 
the anime machine. They don't have time a, to make a bunch of alterations to let, it. Let me qualify some more so people know where I'm coming from. Now, Adam, Adam still watches anime today. Yes, he he has subscriptions. He's 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 more well versed today because I, uh, the last the because last, you think we abuse our, our fucking bitches. Then that what you were saying? The last anime series that I watched and was really kind of the end cap for me. Now, my, I, I get off seven tangents in my mind. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Bleach was the last series that I watched. Yeah. But, and after that, I stopped watching not because, man, gaming started taking over more and more and more. But it went, as us, as grown adults who have jobs and wives and kids and lives. Yeah. You, we are blessed and cursed with too much shit we want to do and no fucking time. Yep. It is very hard what what a first world fucking nation I live in and a spoiled person I am. I do not have enough time and I do not manage my time enough to have watched, you know, four anime series, you know, two or three. I could. I could watch two or three episodes of an anime in a day and then spend another hour or two just playing games. But predominantly, I'm at home playing games. Mm-hmm. Um. Bleach was the tail end for me, and then I stopped watching. I stopped hardcore watching. I've got a shit ton backlog that I could watch. It's just that the time is a thing for me. Uh, I I was twigged to Bleach because it was, hey, you like Dragon Ball? Yeah, I, I watch Dragon Ball Z a lot. Okay, well, fuck Dragon Ball. Here's something different. Try Bleach. And they said, you need to make it through about the first three episodes. And after that, you're on your fucking own. It's great. And I'm like, okay, the first two or three episodes of Bleach was like, uh, and then it fucking went. Yeah, and I followed it. Now this was, man, I don't even know, 2015, 16. I uh, had a friend that let me. He loaned me what he told me. I was so in the dark on this. He loaned me 285 episodes. It was like, man, go for it. Didn't damn. even tell me about the filler. I didn't even know about filler. I mean, I knew what filler was, but I didn't know how predominant. Like they have damn near a fucking season of filler because it wasn't even a manga. They just made another season. Um, so I watched, I mean, I had a fucking notepad and I watched, man, I watched these four episodes today. Cool. I need to go tomorrow. The next day I checked off these six. I watched six more, made it all the way through, made all these arcs in bleach. Yep. Round about 275, 80. I started thinking, man, there are a lot, there are a lot of loose ends in this anime. There is no <laughs> fucking way they're about to wrap this shit up in 10 and then more so five episodes. Round 280-ish or so, I started doing some research. Oh, hey, joke's on me. The fucking series is not even over yet. Nope. The the manga in Japan was not finished writing, and also the anime itself that was being translated into the from the manga was not finished. I said, oh, fuck no. I've just (laughs) made it 285 damn episodes into this anime, and and I personally... We are blessed again in this age where we have like Netflix and whatnot where you can just binge an entire fucking series. You don't have, you don't, unless you watch stuff that is sequential. Anime used to be something you could get in doses. Like you buy a box set. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, it'll be a couple more months before I can buy another box set. This, this goes to like that there, you can watch people that watch like, uh, The Walking Dead. When The Walking Dead series, when the new season's up, they gotta watch an episode. And then the next week or two, they get another episode. I fucking hate doing that. I don't yep. watch shit when you it's tell all, the whole damn thing's you out. You tell me when it's completely done, and I will start watching it all. So that was my idea. I was gonna wait until Bleach was finished and finish it up, and I just kinda 
painted out and did that is not out. what happened yeah it's not what happened at all bleach is over yeah. and they just fucking now, dropped it see by by now i think bleach finally wrapped up about a year and a half two it years wrapped ago. up and you wouldn't be happy with it uh i need to go back and fit it but see now i'm so far i have been so long away from watching it i've went and did research uh, I've sent bought, I've since got my own copies of, of Bleach and I've edited not edited but I've you've deleted, edited it I've <laughs> to make it, it into your own I've story delete, <laughs> deleted out all the filler episodes and it takes it from like 360 down to like 240 or something I don't know oh, that's but that's, that's more still, palatable that's still me have I, I want to go back all the way from the beginning I mean you can go back and watch all One Piece if you want I could there's One Piece there's a shit ton of series that bastard. I that I need to get into One Piece just, One Piece will destroy you. One Piece, you can't start One Piece. Now. I like. You can't do it. I, I like them all, but man, I think I need to get there back are like more like six, seven hundred episodes of One Piece. Uh, yeah, I, hey, I know. I'm just throwing it out there, man. Uh, it'd be over with for you. But you don't, you don't always have to watch the large hundreds of episodes animes there. And you and I know this well. Let me, tell, are, let me tell you a couple of animes that you do need to watch. Okay. Two separate animes that are connected You're to each other. You're telling me yeah. and the audience. <laughs> okay. If you watch another anime, you need to watch. And these won't finish. Okay. Right, they're just got, These animes were created as a... They wrap up in their own way. Okay. Um, But they are... Basically, the as a lot of animes are created, mm-hmm. they were an advertisement for the manga. Okay. Um, there are two two animes that are both about forty episodes long and a uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, it's called a certain magical index okay. and a certain scientific railgun. Okay. You have this city where a duality exists between science. And magic, okay, and neither side knows about the other. Oh, so you have um, <clears throat> the people in this city. This city is like twenty years ahead of technology from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of the city, but um, <clears throat> the city is way ahead in technology. Mm-hmm. It's got like little robots go around cleaning the streets and stuff like that, and um, you have these people inside the cities. And they basically are ranked from zero to five. Zero meaning having no power and let, and level five being, you know, basically max the fuck out on power. Mm-hmm. There is a level six. It's theoretical. Yeah. Um, so you have the number three rank five Esper in the city. Is this chick and her name is Railgun. Okay. Okay. She is the protagonist of one of these animes. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you have this guy who's just like a normal dude. He's a level zero. <laughs> he has no power whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he runs around doing his fucking, you know, his, his day to day shit. And every once in a while, he'll run into Railgun. And, um, <clears throat> he ends up running into this nun looking chick and her name is index and he's like okay well i'll help feed you and blah 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 she tells him that you know he knows matt or that she knows magic and he goes that's bullshit 
<laughs> because, you know, he's like, you know, yeah. he's living in a world where science is showing that it can replace magic. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, so he's like, that's bullshit. And she goes, but no, it's not. I, it's totally fucking magic. I have magic. And she is. And he goes, well, then, you know, my right hand destroys magic or destroys every fucking thing that it touches Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So if you had magic, then this would destroy it. And she goes, oh, yeah, we'll try it. He fucking touches her fucking little, uh, her stuff. And she's like, see, this is in the the robe of invulnerability or whatever. Mm -hmm. He fucking just taps her on the fucking shoulder. He goes, and explodes (laughs) and so like they don't show anything but she he like turns around and fucking the for the rest of the series her shit's all like pinned together with safety pins (laughs) and uh so he gets into a fight with railgun because uh i guess he's sitting at a bus stop or something like that this isn't spoiler is it It, it, for the first episodes okay um and not for railgun yeah um so the railgun and him are standing there and he doesn't they don't know each other mm-hmm. and he's standing there um with her and like some guys are like walking up to her and hitting on her and shit he doesn't know that she's like the number three fucking rank level five esper <laughs> in the damn city or whatever mm-hmm. and uh he's like well you know you do what you do and uh <clears throat> you know it, it, he sees this girl basically standing in a corner with a bunch of guys like <laughs> over her like hey, let me get a date mm-hmm. he walks up like hey you know he kind of grabs her and he's like hey there you are let's let's get out of here mm-hmm. you know and she's like what <laughs> he's like yeah let's let's go i was he's, waiting for you he's, he's just trying, trying to play the hero he's trying uh-huh. to play the hero and <laughs> fucking she's like oh hell no <laughs> oh, and, did you? and she goes and, you know, she just basically unleashes a giant electrical field that, like, wipes out everybody in the nearby area. Oh, God. And he's standing there like his shit blocked it. <laughs> and he's like, and she's like, what, what, why are you still up? He's like, uh. And then he just, she just keep, you know. And so they have, like, this, you know, rivalry. really cool rivalry, mm-hmm. you know, that goes on. And um, the two shows run concurrently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one for one an episode. Like the first ten episodes of Index encompasses the entirety of Railgun. Oh. So forty episodes of Railgun gets you to level episode ten of Index. <laughs> you said it right, level ten. <laughs> no, episode ten of Rail. Um, I know. So you're looking at it and you're like, "Wow, look at all this shit going down." Mm-hmm. You get to see all kinds of cool stuff about both sides. And neither side really knows that the people who know about the science stuff don't know about the magic stuff. And the people who know about the magic stuff don't really understand the science stuff. Mm-hmm. If it makes sense. Sounds and cool. it's really, really cool. It's a very good anime. The animation is fucking on point. The concept is on point. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you really enjoy it. All right. I think, I think that would be a good one for you. Um, it came out a while back. So it's, it should be out. You know what I want to do instead of talking about this bullshit anime you're telling me? About? Fuck you. <laughs> the incoming spoilers for a fuck ton of anime. Names to be a. <laughs> oh god. Let's start. Let's let's get some little little off cuff reviews about some anime. 
Okay. Let's. Uh, I'm just going to throw out some names. We're going to do a few of them. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll run through them. So you, I guess that you did see. Mm-hmm. I guess we could just start with Akira. Mm-hmm. Have you? I guess you've seen Akira. Yeah. Yeah. What's your take on it? You like it? Hate it? What's up? It, it's a floating thing in a tank. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Akira, and I will totally admit that when I first saw this anime, I didn't, uh, I did not understand completely everything toward the end, the whole metaphysical shit it was going towards. Mm-hmm. But by God, the the bike scenes in it, Tetsuo getting more powerful throughout the anime, and the yeah. fucking, it's your best friend. It's, it's he, Tetsuo was kind of the loser in the group, but he looked up to Kaneda, and Kaneda was Kaneda was like, "You're still my bro, man. I love you, man. You're cool, dude." And they just that that. Sh- Fight back and forth, and oh, yep, it was good. I liked it. I started making out a little bit. No, little baby, giant baby, Ninja Scroll. Oh God, Ninja Scroll was good. Ninja Scroll, the was Snake Lady, so good. The you got a fucking. The, I loved all the enemy. It, this the enemies. Could you imagine if Kojima made a Ninja Scroll game? He, I'm pretty sure he did. He did. Pretty it's sure called he, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Metal Gear Solid. You got you got one enemy whose skin turns to stone. You got another one who's he got a controls of bees. You got another. Yeah, he's got a fucking hornet's nest on his back. You've got one that now this is one I love. You got one that's blind. Jubei should be dead. Jubei would have lost the fight against the blind guy because the blind guy outsworded him big time. Yep. But the I, uh, uh, what was her name? Kagero. Yeah. Put a fucking, her fucking little dagger into a random bamboo shoot. No, oh, just so happened when the blind guy was about to land the blow, he fucking hit the dagger and Jubei won. I was like, yeah, if that didn't happen, you'd be dead. Yup. You had a guy that could, uh, the girl that had the snake skin, she could shed her skin. Yup. Uh, you had the guy that could, ignite things so he made he put there were, there were a shit ton of people in that anyway yeah. my favorite the one that did not get enough play this shows my dark fucking edginess was the guy that was in the he for one he could teleport through shadows mm-hmm. and his weapon was that fucking claw yeah oh, I love that guy you and know you know what else was a good anime about samurai Gimma alone was badass because yeah. he could fucking regenerate you ever watch samurai shampoo Samurai Champloo, yes. 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 I love those fight scenes. I love them. My favorite one was, um, what was the one where they, um, <clears throat> he had the guy that kept, like, challenging him. Mm-hmm. You remember that guy? I've only seen Samurai Champloo one time, and this is probably oh, a decade ago, but. Oh, man. Well, um, <clears throat> there were a couple of really good ones in there. Um, the. Yeah, you had the multiple fights between the main characters that were, you know, that that went down. Yeah, I'm I'm the straight sword. I learned the fucking style, but I'm the or- unorthodox. Mm-hmm. I've mixed sword play and capoeira, and it, oh, it's so good. If you like that anime, a game you should play. Oh, oh, is Way of the Samurai. Adam, you think this is a fucking video game podcast? Look, look here. <laughs> Look, Way of the Samurai, huh? Way of the Samurai. Mm-hmm. Alright, this game is fucking wacky as shit. Okay. And it's dead serious as shit, depending on how you play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna talk about Way of the Samurai 3 and 4. Okay. Okay, um, if you play these games, you can do all kinds of, first of all, you get to make your own little character, dude. Okay. So you get to make him look however you want. 
like all that kind of stuff. But as you begin to un- as you begin to play through the game, there's like multiple endings mm-hmm. depending on how you go about your tasks. You know, the same events will occur at the same times regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. You can be part of it or you can not be part of it, however you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, become a bandit and go around be doing bandit shit, you know, with your bandit bros. Mm-hmm. Or you can, like, you know, romance the bandit chick and then, like, go on, like, a suicide attack against the emperor or some shit because he, like, fucked her dad or some shit. Shit. Or, and, uh, you know, each one of these little characters, there are a bunch of named characters and they each have little stories. Mm-hmm. But you can decide how you want to handle all these little situations. Mm-hmm. And you play through the game. And as you play through the game, you earn unlocks. And some of them are serious unlocks. Like you can get like extra stuff, uh, for your, uh, characters and stuff like that. And a lot of game modes and stuff like that. Some of them are retarded and unlocks. Like you can get, um, one of those, uh, you can get like cardboard armor. Mm-hmm. And just run, you're going around doing all these super serious cutscenes with cardboard armor. <laughs> and like a rusty sword, mm-hmm. you know, or like a stick. Uh-huh. You know, and you're unlocking all these different techniques and stuff like that and going through the game. And, um, it's the same concept when you go through the entire story over and over and over again. You, there's a true ending mm-hmm. where you do everything right. You're never going to get that on your first playthrough because you wouldn't believe the amount of shit that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. But just little things here and there, like, uh, and it's all like super typical Japanese stuff. They have, uh, one of these guys, they have a guy called the Samurai Killer that pops out at night and you hear about him and you're like, what the hell? So you're running around at night and this dude pops out and you can't see his face and he's like, prepare to die, Samurai. And you're like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're fighting these guys and it's the first couple of times he's gonna kick your ass, you mm-hmm. know. Or it it also had kind of a mass effect style interrupt. Okay. Um so you're in the middle of conver- conversing with this guy and he, he's like, Hey man, what's going on? And you're just like shing and he shows you pull out your sword and he's like, Whoa, dude, dude, <laughs> no nah. Or he's like, Alright, let's throw it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get in like the tournament for uh for fucking, you know, to join this guy's army. He's like, oh, well, the ones that live, I guess y'all can join me in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right then. And you just kill your way through everybody. And he's like, cool, you get to meet the Emperor Shring. You pull out your fucking, <laughs> he's like, you dead drawing me, dead. And you just, you just keep going through and seeing how this path takes you. Uh-huh. You know, so you, it, you get to experiment around. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool game. And the, uh, and it just like I said, it could be as serious or as wacky as you want it to be. Now, you trailer to this because of Samurai Champlu. You said there was a fight between some guy that kept challenging him. Can you give the details and you tell the story? Oh, man. Let's see. It's been a little while since I watched it, but there's, uh, there's a couple of people that, you know, he keeps fighting to a standstill, you know, and he's a, are we talking about, I don't uh, remember this? their names. Well, yeah, that's what I'm having trouble with. I'm oh, like, oh man. The, so there's the, uh, main character. The, the Spike Spiegel dude. Oh, that's yeah. who I'm gonna call him. The unorthodox guy. The unorthodox guy. Yeah. He's sitting there, um. Some guy right now is like, yeah. Motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. You can't know the you name. Can't, oh can't. my gosh. John He's Blue. just nerd raging the fuck John out. Blue. His name is Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Uh, so the Billy. Samurai, the unorthodox so, samurai. So Billy Bob, the unorthodox samurai <laughs> is, um. <laughs> 
<laughs> he keeps he keeps running into this guy and he keeps fighting him to a standstill. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh basically the guy just keeps fighting him over and over and over again until he finally beats him. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh the whole idea was that like he he couldn't understand why this guy was like getting the edge on him. Yeah. Every time. I just thought it was really fun. Yeah. I thought they had some of the most interesting mm-hmm. actual ways of fighting. But up until the very end of that show, you know, when everybody's just in shit's position and they're just dog fighting it out, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, the show strikes a really good balance between serious and not serious. Yeah. thought it was one of the best. Speaking of a serious one that's got, uh, and there's more we're going to talk about, but man, I just, this, this one just coming to mind. And I know you've seen this one because I gave this to you as a birthday present one. Oh no, it was a Christmas present. I think you, oh, you remember Sword of the Stranger. Sword of the Stranger. <sighs> Touching the stranger sword. That I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, up, up on the level With of Ninja Scroll and even Spriggan and whatnot. If you want an out of the, out of the blue anime that you haven't seen that's going to blow your mind, check that out. That nope. has some of the best choreographed sword fighting scenes I have seen. Not only that, that, that twigged me this anime. It's, it's, the story is very generic. You know, you got a boy that's running from something and this guy, he stumbles upon this guy and this guy over time decides he'll protect him. Mm-hmm. The antagonist of that story was my favorite because this whole time he's with this emperor and the emperor's trying to do this fucking bullshit blood ritual that's supposed to, if he sacrifices a village of people or whatever, it's going to make him immortal. And he's got this fucking, I believe he was a, he was a Russian. No, he was a Chinese. He was Chinese, but he was blonde haired. He was very weird. They, mm-hmm. they didn't know how to handle him. And he was fucking bad ass. He has this damn near unstoppable warrior weapon at his side. Mm-hmm. And the warrior weapon guy's like, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll help you track down this boy, and I'll help you get this shit together, sure. And he's just fucking tearing ass through everything. And I hope nobody's spoilers. We bet we said spoilers before this anime talk. At the end, the emperor's like, all right, it's time to get this shit done. It's time that you're going to help me, right? You're going to do this thing. And the guy's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, what? You're supposed to help me. I'm, I'm trying to get the power and I'm trying to be an emperor. He's like, you're old. You need to die. I'm not with you to do this fucking bullshit. I'm not with you to help you gain power or do this big political fucking bullshit. Fuck your life. I have found somebody who is the stranger who is a powerful swordsman. And I'm going to fight him. And I'm going to kill him. Because that is what I live for. I live to, f- I love characters that I fight because I just want to fucking fight. Yep. And he had a 10, 15 minute fight at the end of the anime. Fucking gorgeous, beautiful, Gosh. well worth anybody to watch. While, it. while you were saying that, I, I came. There's another anime out there. Mm-hmm. One of the best I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the full title, but I know part of it is Grimgar. Mm-hmm. It is, it has some fucking beautiful animation on it mm-hmm. and a story that is. I'm waiting for the next season to come out. Hopefully another season does come out. It's <laughs> right now it's just one of those 12 episodes and off kind of anime. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm looking at it like, wow, this is some fucking serious shit. Can you, can you, you want me to spoil it? You want me to spoil it? Can you tell me what I'd be getting into without spoiling it? Or is it kind of hard to do that? It's kind of hard to do that. What it, it's well, kind of like give, a, give me this. Give me this. Is it like, 
action oriented, like swords, it's action is it oriented, guns, lasers, it's, mechs. It's um, it's party based. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like a if Sword Art Online was parties. Okay. But it wasn't explicitly said that these people like um. Damn. Well, what I'm getting at is, it is it action centered? You have is like a story a, centered, where like high school. Haha, you have whatever. a rogue. You have like a death knight. You have like a a healer. You have and you have like a warrior kind of type. And, I'm liking this. And they um <clears throat> they go through and they're they form a little company and they're trying to carve their little space out in the world. Mm-hmm. And shit happens. What you say? Um, I have to look this up. This sounds interesting. I, I believe it's something fantasy Grimgar. Okay, I'll check it out. And um, check it, out. it is, wow, it is a fucking immaculate fucking show. The the art, the fight scenes, the the characters are pretty good mm-hmm. because the characters aren't what you thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. Like you you have certain characters that are like you know I'm a dick, you know, mm-hmm. and. You're like, okay, well, he's an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah. And he turns out to not quite be such an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or, and then you find like the guy that's like, he's super cool. And, you know, that's his buddy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, oh, I got, well, this guy's going to have to like pull everybody together because all this shit fucking is going down. And like, this guy's like the reluctant leader type, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. Super cool. Super it cool. Check it out. Another good, uh, another good anime. We probably sound I'm pretty sure you've seen. What about Trigun? Oh, I know that's one of your Trigun. Favorites. Yeah, <laughs> Vashed Stampede. I've seen Trigun a few times, all the way through. And my my take on it is, I liked I liked it. I liked all the set pieces. I liked all, I liked the story. Uh, I liked how fucking war torn Vash turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, we're saying spoilers again because almost alien. every anime we're talking about is gonna be spoilers. He's an alien. But uh. Man, I liked all the fights. I even, I even was kind of, uh, oh, that's cool. The first time when he, ha- you find out he had a gun in his arm, I thought that was cool. He's a fucking alien. Yeah, that the last <laughs> two. I'm pretty sure it was the last two episodes when him and Knives finally had their fucking head to head. And they finally and it, fucked. It went beyond ten. It went through fucking twelve and a half and fucking feather arm flying out and all. It went. Way too fast. It went way too hard, way too fucking fast. Yup. I was not just confused, but more like, wow, this is way fucking out there to be put the last two episodes, then you know. Yup. You know, it's another good anime. Mm. They had, um, oh man, what was it called? It was called, oh shit. Um, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. I like Full Metal Alchemist. Highly overrated. Though. Mm-hmm. They are. I, I'm kind of trying to hit, make sure we hit the main beats. Oh the, yeah, the samurai doing. fucking yeah, shampoos yeah. and the fucking the the ninja scrolls and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want to throw in a couple twists. Yeah. And for a really good twist, go with Shiki. Never heard of it. Never heard of Shiki. Mm-mm. It's about a town full of fucking vampires. Oh. Okay. So it's a horror anime, oh. and. You will not be disappointed. It, yeah, what it does is it builds up like all the fucked up things that are happening to these people and what it turns them into. Mm-hmm. You know, when they stop being like, 
at some point you you begin being like, whoa, wow, you know, these guys, this guy must be the main protector. Oh, he's dead. Oh, this guy must be the main protector. Oh, he's dead. Oh, this guy must be the main protector. Oh, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And you start looking back and be like, wow, you know what? The the townspeople start getting like more and more brutal over time, mm-hmm. and eventually you start feeling bad for the vampires. <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa. So this show is cool. Sounds I think like you'll another, like it. Sounds like another I need to check out. Okay. So Shiki and Grimgar. I need to check those two out for sure. But if as little little things that you may not have seen yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going back to Full and Metal in, Alchemist, I think. And Index and Railgun. Yeah. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist had, had a good story. It was fairly well, I just didn't get that. It had the moments. Out of it. it had, it had its moments. I think it had more moments than Dragon Ball did. Dragon, Dragon Ball was more of a flashy fucking action kind of fucking snack chips kind of anime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there like, okay, well, it is what it is. But when, Something like like Full Metal Alchemist spoilers. Mm-hmm. When that shit happened with that girl and that dog, oh yeah, you're just like, oh yeah. It just it just takes your heart, rips it out, rips throws it, it out. on the fucking floor. Fuck it. It's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. You want you, you want some more animes like that? I can name a couple of them off. You ever seen Clanan? I have not. Canon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen? Uh, Anahana. I believe I have that one. I haven't watched it yet. You need to watch that one. Okay. That one's, oh God. You know, another good series that had, uh, good fight scenes in it. And this was a three season series. And I liked one. I fucking loved two to death. I did not care for three. Veroni Kenshin. What? You ever seen it? Yeah. All right. The first season was good. It was a damn good builder. It did a, had a good story, had good stories in it and everything. Season two, just the fact of him and that main antagonist. Mm-hmm. It was always, I'm going I'm to get you. You ain't going to get me. I'm going to get you. And they had the, the fucking battle. Was, the build up to and the fight itself was fucking great. Third season, what it was about. It was about fucking feng shui and the, the continents, the, the cities had to align. God, I didn't care for the third season. I'm sorry. Really? But I could watch season one and season two alone. With the movies? And be content. Did you watch I, the accompanying Samurai movies? Samurai X, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched There was, one uh, what was it, Betrayal and something else? Nah, I forget. But, Somebody out there right now is going, Betrayal and Dead Lust, you fuck! <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was great. Fucking! Yeah. It showed that evolution of of him from like a young man, and I mean, you saw. Did you see how he died? Uh, and it's been a while, man. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I've never seen an anime character be go through that kind of a transformation, and you just feel so fucking bad. Damn! So fucking I guess bad. I need to retread that one. <laughs> oh God! You get because he starts out as a young man. He's been trained. He's got all this bloodlust and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And he gains the Batosai moniker and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he comes into his midlife, and he's got like all this cool stuff. And you know, he starts trying to do better and use the reverse blade sword and all this other stuff. And then he gets to the end of his life, and he's like dying from this horrible disease. <laughs> 
like you are right now. (laughs) (coughs) Yes. So he's got, oh, man. It's just, you're just like, whoa. Whoa. Well, if you're talking about a character that goes through a growth and, oh, man, goes through some shit, why aren't you talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion? Fuck you. Wow. And the horse you rode in on. Jesus Christ. What? You made me think of the end of that show immediately. What? All right. Okay, <laughs> I was okay, like, good. I was like, no good. oh, no good. Oh. I'm good. I'm glad you brought this up because please allow me to help anybody out there that ever gets into this series or stops because of the way the series. <laughs> this show is going to hurt you. This is the thing. About, it's going to hurt you. Let me explain this to you. Okay. I'm not going to spoil the story. Actually, we are because we're talking about spoilers. But as far as you can listen to this part, it's not spoilery. There are 26 canon episodes in Neon Genesis Evangelion, okay? At episode 24, there's some that you can wiki this shit. There's a big story, and I probably got it half wrong. There was some shit, like the company itself went bankrupt, or some shit like that happened, and they were basically going to cancel everything. They could not put the proper budget into the last two episodes or something. Mm -hmm. They shit out those last two episodes to just say, hey, we can't even make this anymore, but here's something, bye. They came back years later and made two movies. Those two movies are extended versions of what the ending episodes were supposed to be. So my advice to everyone, including you, if you haven't watched them, watch episodes 1 through 24. Stop. Watch the watch the two movies. That is the Evangelion series. But by God, that series ends properly if you watch the movies. The two shows, that's a lot of word and exposition and, and weird shit going on because they're just dumping shit on you to try to explain some shit that the movies flesh. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I was thinking of the movies. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, yeah. That ain't oh. though. That ain't the way it was supposed to. But the, <laughs> Apparently. The two, the, Oh god! Everything now, the fucking fights with the angels in that anime, the shit. Everybody relate. You know why Evangelion was so popular? Because everybody related to Shinji. Shinji was quiet, kind of awkward. Didn't get along with people. Didn't follow crowds. Wanted to be a loner. Wanted to do his own thing. Just listen to music in his room and chill. Mm-hmm. That's what people went for. And he was put in a position where he had to go do shit. And when they, when put to the test, he was just like, ah, I just can't handle it. People related to Shinji. That's why he was so favored. On top of, oh, oh, I don't know, a, a giant fucking mechs fighting monsters? Hell yeah. Recipe yep. for success. Evangelion and Xenogears share a lot of the same beats. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite memory from Evangelion, besides the fucking second movie having the fights with the, uh, the, the, uh, white angels and oh, Oscar. I love Oscar, by the way. That's my, that is my wife. I bet you did. That's my waifu. Bet you did. I love Oscar. Mm. Millions of children have been never born yeah. for her. Yeah. Billions. Uh, but there is a scene, now spoilers. Somewhere 22, 23, a a new boy comes to school, and Shinji has no friends. I mean, he's kind of friends with Asuka. He's Uh not really friends with Ray, but wants to be. This new boy comes in and says, hey, Shinji, I like you. Let's be pals. And him and Shinji get real fucking close. And this is something everybody can relate to, where you finally find a friend to where you admit that you're in love with each other because you're friends. Not, ugh, in a, ugh, not in a homosexual ugh. way, just because, man, I'm... Just in I a have, casually have, having sex I have never way. met 
a friend like you, and you are you are my best friend. You're the best ever. Hey, fucking turns out this motherfucker is an angel, and there is a scene where he is in Ava Unit One, and he has him, he has that angel by, he's holding him, and he's got his the thumb of the mech pressed up against his neck, and it sits there. This is so well directed. It just plays the fucking music for a solid, I think, minute and a half or two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just him looking at him. And you can just, you just put yourself in Shinji's mind where he's thinking, I fucking hate you now. I should kill you, but he doesn't want to. And he's just sitting there thinking over in his head until finally he fucking does. He just pops his fucking head off. Yep. Love that, that move, that anime is filled with stuff like that. Another anime. That's filled with great fucking scenes that I hope it hit everybody from left field if they've never seen it. Is Cowboy Motherfucking Bebop. The Bebop? Let me yeah, tell you a lot what. Of, this thing gets a lot of praise. Yes. And I understand why it does. Mm. But Don't hurt me. Don't but, you put that knife away. But, Adam, Adam, but put the knife I away. I think it's a little, little, uh, overrated. Oh, that's it. That's it. Podcast is over. A little over. Podcast is over. All right. Little, have a good night, everybody. Little, Gmail.com. Little Bye. speak spagel. That anime is not the best anime of all time. I'm not going to say that because I haven't watched enough to know that there's anything better. But by God, that is an anime that episode through episode can have its own single adventures and can tell you what you need to know in the episodes. And when they decide to, they go, okay. Now we're going to tell a little bit about the main arc. We're going to show that Spike actually has a fucking enemy out there. And mm-hmm. then and, and then we're going to go away from that. The first time when him when Spike and uh what, what what was his name? What was the name of the bad guy? Ralph. No, it was not Ralph. <laughs> Ralph the Spike Sp- killer. <laughs> Spike and Ralph. We have so many new names for all these characters. Uh <laughs> Oh God! Spike, I, Ralph, and, and Billy Joe. I the unorthodox On behalf of the podcast, that me and or Adam can remember this guy's name because it was a big deal that him and this guy were an enemy. Seth or Spike? No. When they had the fight like for the first time, it was so fucking good. And it, then he just breaks off because he, I think he gets knocked out or or they separate, and you're like, okay, well, we're, we're gonna get back to that right now. We're just going off some other adventures in the next episode. In the next episode, we're doing another adventure. And mm-hmm. There's two things why that that is up in my top tier, like top five fucking tier. One, there's an episode in that anime series that is completely out of left field. Do you remember the episode where he fought the Mad Piro? Remember that one? Uh-huh. The fat guy with the top hat and the cane. Yeah. That was a fucking psycho guy. Yeah. That is my favorite episode. Damn near, <laughs> favorite ep- damn near my favorite episode of any anime of all time. Damn. Because Spike is used to getting these situations where he's kind of above people and he can kind of fist fight people and he can pretty much kick their butt, but he's kind of, he's at their level. Maybe he's a little above him. This fucker comes in and shit stomps him. Yep. He gets fucking wailed. He gets beat the fuck up and then has to back off. Oh shit, no! <laughs> and everybody around him's like, "Man, you need to fucking chill with this one. You need to let it go." And Spike's like, nah, "Let it go. Let you it need to stop." And he's like, "No, nah, we're getting and he healed forms up. an ice castle." And he fucking fights him again. Oh, it was so the, the it was so out. It had nothing to do with the main story. It was just he just fucking randomly finds this dude on the street, and the guy's like, "Hey, bitch!" Boom, fights him. Uh, the second thing, spoilers for. God love America. Spoils. Coming at you. 
the ending to that series is one of the best endings to any anime series I've ever seen. Damn. And it had to end that way. And yes, I am happy that it ended that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't upset. I wasn't like, oh, they need to bring him back and have a season two. No. Spike fights the dude to the fucking death. And I'm, you, you can't see it because it's a fucking podcast, but I got goosebumps now. And it shows him walking down the stairs. And he looks up at the camera and goes, bang, and just falls over dead. That damn near broke me to tears. That's powerful. Yep. And everybody around me that has seen this is like, yeah, man, this is bullshit. They got to bring Spike back, man. They got to have, he, he had to survive. I'm like, no. There are times when you have to let a main character die and be, let that shit go. He, there's a reason he's dead. Let it be. Let it be. Starts um, playing that horribly sad song. Yeah, Walk in the Rain. Mm-hmm. I think no, the that real was, folk blues, man. Was it Walk in the Rain? No, I think Walk in the Rain was the first time it showed him and the the, the main guy having that gunfight. There mm-hmm. was no there was no actual gunshots going on. It was just the music, Walk in the Rain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and the movie, the movie was good too. A good movie. Uh, what other good anime series you think of? I know you know a ton more because you've been watching them yeah. for, for well, I mean, about five or six years now. As far as like things I would recommend. Sure. Because um, all these that we've talked about so far, they're recommendable. They're, rec- they're totally recommendable. Yeah. Um, but if you want to take a look at a, it depends on really what you're looking for in an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for something fucking hilarious, uh, I would go with, the front tails. The front tails. Yep. Oh, man. I would go with Diamond Okay, Dollar. we're not going with the front tails. We're going with the front tails. Can you give me that something? Because that is the most hilarious we, fucking shit. Can you recommend All you need me? to do is Google Penguin Front Tails, and then it will happen. It okay, can you recommend happen. me a good anime You know, set in like the Edo period, samurai type style? Not okay, fucking uh, okay. With front dicks. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Anyway, <laughs> it's God. not a dick, it's a front tail. You're perverted. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. When you told me about this, uh, no, fuck, you can, I'm spoiling this shit for all of you. I'm saving you all the trouble. <laughs> when you told me front tail, I thought that it was like a weird anime cartoon drawing where they took the actual tail of a penguin and like just had it up the front for some reason. No, it's a fucking man in a fucking penguin suit and that's his pointed dick you dick oh it's fucking hilarious you made me look that up and i was like my curiosity has me wanting to know oh why am i why am i curious this is why i should not be curious (laughs) samurai anime go all right yona of the dawn yona of the dawn okay tell me about it without spoiling it what's the the premise huh Print with Yona, and she goes, but but I can't not spoil it. You don't want me to spoil it? No. Damn it! I want to be able to watch it. Okay, well, uh, it's about Yona. Oh God, it's the about Yona. Been what stabilized, the fuck was Adam? that? Well, I think we have to what go. What was that? <laughs> I think uh, I think you need to learn to turn your fucking phone off during the podcast, buddy. Hey man, the warp field got stabilized. Yeah, we, 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 I need to know when the warp field's been stabilized. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck Jesus Christ. Good job. Really professional. Hey, producer. That's why I'm the producer. <laughs> All right. Don't give a fuck. So, Yona of the Dawn, no spoilers. Okay. It's about Yona. And she goes through some shit. Okay. 
and some of it is really sad. Mm. She falls in station in life a long way, mm-hmm. and she has to learn everything from how to survive outside of a really pampered environment to how to fight and kill people. Ooh, okay. And people start following her, looking like um, she goes around, you know, basically getting, she has like one person that's super loyal to her, and then she over time gains more loyal followers mm-hmm. in an attempt to overthrow someone she shouldn't have to. That's not, that, that right there, that already sold me. I like it. Sounds good. Well, you know a better anime than that piece of shit? Damn. Is Death Note. We didn't talk about Death Note. Man, fuck Death Note. Why? Because it's because it got popular and they're making a movie about it, another movie about it? Is that oh, what it is? God, no. You don't like it because it's so good? No. No, I, I love Death Note. But I hate, I hate that they're making a series about it. I don't know if they're going to give it the proper respect. The he, fact that they have William motherfucking Defoe playing the demon. That just makes me wonder. That's like a 50-50. That could be like, <laughs> it's either going to fucking fire off the main guns and be the main thing, or it's going to fucking blow up and kill everyone. <laughs> okay, that that, it, that that is typecasting. By his looks, <laughs> it's like by you his, got a scary fucking face. Yeah, you're and, gonna be the guy, and you can emote very well like him. So <laughs> Jesus Christ, I liked Death Note. Let me take me tell you about let me tell you my thing about. Can Death you Note. imagine? I can imagine some of the scenes in Death Note where you know light turns around and you just see fucking the the Shinigami fucking like smiling like hey. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Do it with William Defoe yes, in a I dark can. room. Fuck you. That's nightmare fuel. <laughs> Here's my thing about Death Note. I loved it, and I love Death Note because it drew me. It had me fucking fiending for the next episode after episode one. They come in kicking the door down. Yep. Finds a Death Note. What's this thing? Oh, I found out in episode one that I can... Kill people with it. At the end of episode one, I'm going to be a motherfucking god. I was like, damn, okay. What's episode two going to be like? Doing god shit. <laughs> and you're like, no. So no. here's the thing about, and again, I've said spoilers, so you, you guys have been forewarned, I don't know, about 20 times How so come far. you get to spoil shit? We've been spoiling shit. Well, well I didn't get to spoil Yona. Well, but Dick. because the things that I've spoiled, you've seen. Yes, I'm. I'm not spoiling. You're not spoiling it for me. I'm trying not to spoil this for everybody. You're but you've a seen cheater. This. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of spoiling game going on here. Get on my game level. Uh, so throughout the series, he's trying to figure out ways that he can do this shit without being caught. And of course, something comes along. Somebody comes along and says, "I can find you. I'm gonna look for you." And then it turns into him not trying to get caught. He's trying to not get caught by this one person. And it's big fucking back and forth game. Back and forth game. Halfway through the series, that fucking dude gets out and he gets killed. Okay, well then somebody else comes in. And you're like, okay, all right, we're back on track now. Now he's trying to outsmart this guy. That's cool. Here's what I don't like about the Death Note series. Was the ending. The whole motherfucking series was like going... I've outsmarted you because I was one step ahead of you. And L went, actually, I was one step ahead of you. No. Oh, no, wait, he wasn't. no. 
I was one step ahead of you. That No, actually, I was one. St- so the ending is, I was a step ahead of you. Actually, I was a step ahead of you. <gasps> oh, no. How did you think that? How did you outsmart me? Oh, no. Actually, he got fucked. But still, how, he didn't see that coming? There's no way he could have. He could have. Because it wasn't his fault. He could have. <laughs> the whole series, the whole series was him going, I have outsmarted you. I've thought of this. I've had a contingent plan for a contingent plan, but it couldn't have a contingent plan for this. That was not the way that should have ended. I don't know how. Maybe somebody, some random person hit him with a fucking bus and killed him. I don't know. But the end being, I fucked you and you didn't know I fucked you. When the whole series was, I've known when you've been trying to fuck me. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it it completely dropped me in the series. Everything up to Damn. then, great. Loved it. Damn. Two more shows. One mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have ever seen... Uh, what is that fucking show called? Sheena... Sheena, Warrior Princess. Sheena, Warrior Princess. She goes around being all Sheena. Trying to be like Xena. No, Xena's uh, like... Tokyo Argh. Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul. I've heard of this. I haven't seen it, though. Character is completely bitch-made in the first fucking half. Okay. Character becomes total badass in the second fucking season. Okay. Good show. Okay. Is it... What are we talking? Are we talking like modern time, old modern time? Times. Is it a- modern times. Show about people that eat other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, well. There you go. There's the premise. Yeah, you had the hook, and it was there, and then you fucking real, it's right in my jaw. It's a, it's a modern anime, really good animation, mm-hmm. really good everything. Okay. You'll like it. Uh, while you're thinking of the other anime, uh, I have you seen Attack on Titan? Yes. I have not. What? I know. I, do I need to see this? Yes, you do. It is good? Is yes. that good? Okay. Okay. I will get to it eventually as well. Hell, I've Attack never... on Titan will mind fuck you a little bit. Yeah? It's a like, it's super straightforward premise, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. I, 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 let, me, let, me, let me correct this statement. I, one time, about two or three years ago, saw the first episode of Attack on Titan. So I know what it's about. Oh, okay. I get the idea that these big... Things come in and just wreck this town and kill yeah. this. And there's thing. a lot of there's a lot of politics. Think one eats the kid's mom in front yeah. of him or something. Yeah, and that's that's all I know. So there's a lot of politics. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, like the people on the very most part of the inside of the wall are super like they're they're insulated from all the horrible shit that's happening in the world mm-hmm. because they're behind three walls. Mm-hmm. The people on the outside most, you know, wall have to deal with all the fucking shit that's coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're, you start to see all these political lines dividing and, you know, like the guards on the inside of the wall don't really know how to fight yeah. as opposed to the people who go outside the wall and kill titans. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Okay. So you're going to see, you see a lot of shit. Right. Um, I still, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this anime, but it ran on for about 90 episodes and it was really, Really good. Oh, that would be Voltron. No, this was uh, I want to say, I want to say it was somebody shit. right now just spit out their. <laughs> what is Voltron? <laughs> oh, now I'm spitting out my drink. You fucking know Voltron? <laughs> <laughs> totally just jackalade the Megazord in the mouth. 
Um, let's see. It must not be a good anime. It is great. I can I can picture the whole thing going down. I just can't remember the exact name of it right now. It's a. Uh, can Shim- you think of characters? Maybe I could. Maybe I could Google foo you. Uh, let's see. The if, na- if I can remember the main character's name, I could get the whole rest of it. Uh, I want to say Yuji, and uh, starts with an S H I. Oh Lord, this is live. Oh boy, maybe I could look at the Let's image. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Go down. You just gotta look and see. Yeah, let's see if I. While can I'm looking up some, this anime, some horrible porn. Oh God. Oh God, what kind of images are these? I'm just gonna scroll and you let me know if you see it while I talk about. Uh, Actually, a, type in. Uh, type in Crimson World. Crimson World. Uh, while I'm looking this up for uh, Adam, mm-hmm. there's a whole entire series of movies we haven't talked about. Holy crap. Uh-oh. Think about it. There it is. Third one. Third picture. Third picture? Shak- Shak- Shakugan Noshana? Yep. Shakugan Noshana. Okay. That's, yep. No wonder you probably... Now, <laughs> I sympathize of why you didn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but he calls her Shana. Uh-huh. And if I could have remembered that, I would have remembered the rest of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but I was like... Hey, man, it happens, man. That's the, that's another thing about me. When, pe- when people ask me today, just randomly on the street, Hey, man, pop off some animes you know good. I'm like, all right, well, Evangelion, Cowboy, Bebop, Trigun. And they're like, oh, hold on. You don't know about Shinshui Nakuma or Shinsei Nakajus or the... The, the Fuji Fuji Fuzzbusters. Like, it's like what man? No. You gotta understand. Back when I was around, there was about fifty, seventy popular anime. There's like seven thousand now, and most of them are referred to by their original names. So I don't, I don't know them. So tell me a little bit about Shak Shak Shakuga no Shana. Okay, all right. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the first episode. Okay. Okay, and this is the hook. All right people this guy is walking around and you know having his normal fucking high school life Mm -hmm. okay and he goes and he's like okay well this is pretty cool you know i'm living my life and he meets this girl that kind of wants to she seems kind of interested in him okay and he's like okay cool already yeah so he's like, all right, well. I know you, and I know the way you just said that, yeah, this is about to go sour. Oh, it's about to go real sour. <laughs> and uh, so she meets this guy, he meets this girl over at like an arcade or something like that, and he's, she's, you know, hanging out with him, and she goes, um, really, the reason I wanted to, you know, talk to you was because I kind of like your friend, and he has like this nerdy friend with glasses, mm-hmm. and he just happened to. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's just trying to, you know, and he's like, okay, that's cool. He's not a dick. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll let y'all meet up and y'all can, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he walks outside with the girl and he's going back home and time stops. Oh, oh you have my interest, sir. And time stops and the world becomes a tinge of red. Okay. All, everything, everybody stopped but him. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he sees this giant, like, monster thing with, like, a baby's face and it's going around just grabbing people and raw eating them. Dude, just raw eating them. Wait a minute. Time out. What? This is bleach. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Oh, no. Keep this going. is worse than bleach. Oh, keep going. This is bleach. 
With no hope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, in a very bleach-esque fashion, what these things are doing, they're going around consuming their souls. Mm-hmm. And Shauna jumps in. Mm-hmm. And she fucking goes around, fucks this thing up, kills it. And then she begins replacing all the people that got eaten. And you could see when the people were standing there, they had like giant blazing blue auras. Mm-hmm. And she replaces it with a a claymation little fucking person mm-hmm. with a tiny blue spark inside. Okay. And he he's walking around like, what, what's going on? And she's like, I'm replacing them. And she he goes... Why? He goes, well, because I don't want to fuck up the balance. When these things eat people, mm-hmm. if these people were just to suddenly disappear out of the fucking world, it would fuck up the balance of the world. As such, I can put up a torch here, and, you know, these people will slowly fade off. So you see, like, visions of, like, children, little child torches, and, like, they're walking with their mommy and daddy, mm-hmm. and the torch slowly burns out and just, bloop, disappears, and the parents are just walking together. By themselves, Aww. they don't even remember they had a kid. Aww. Friends are walking around with their other friends, mm-hmm. and then one kid gets bloop, and he's out of existence. As long as it happens gradually over time, it's not shocking to the balance of reality. Right, right. And he's like, "That's fucked up. Why mm-hmm. would you? Why would you do this?" And he, she goes, "Well, I don't really feel the need to explain myself to you because you're a torch too." And he looks down, and his shit's fucking like that. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> And this is the first episode? The first episode. Oh, wow. Welcome okay. to the end of your life, anime. Welcome to the end of your life, cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow. This show, and it goes on for 90 episodes. Leave this right up there. So, um, check it out. Later. Yep. There are, uh, there are some good stuff in this story, man. I think you will like it. Okay. Um, You see this character develop, and I'm not going to tell you. The twist, but the last fucking season of this show is not what you would ever have thought it would have been. Okay. And it's a, it's now, hold on. This is a twist where you're like, oh, fuck yeah, or is it a, it's, on, no, it's a twist like, uh-huh. what? <laughs> no! <laughs> Did you just mark Wahlberg like uh, you yeah. should have done it? <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Why? All right. Yeah. Sounds you're, good. You're like, huh, duh, 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 and you think you know which way this anime's heading, and then you just, no, no, you were wrong. You were wrong. Like you it. were completely fucking wrong. I like That's it. That's not the way this was going. Uh, I'll check it out. Thanks for the recommendation. Another anime thing that we haven't talked about as we go towards wrapping this up, we didn't talk at all about the uh, Miyazaki films. You yeah. like them? Fan of them? You're talking about things like uh, Princess Mononoke, Princess Mononoke, Spirit of the Way, Castle, House Moving Castle. Castle is Castle. fucking weird. Um, all his fucking films are fucking weird. Ponyo, 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 little little fish, fucking shit place on loop. When I'm at are home, you shitting on Miyazaki films right now. I am not shitting on them. You I'm just look saying. Look me in my eyes that and tell I, me that Princess Mononoke look, was not a badass, good anime. My kids watch Howl's Moving Castle and shit like that. That's understandable. That's, and they watch Ponyo and it's stuff like that. It's very lighthearted, yeah. Yeah. They, they watched, should not have watched Princess Mononoke. No, they That's did not. That's my opinion. They do not. <laughs> okay. They do. Shit gets fucked in that one, boy. Shit gets fucked. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, no. They watch those shows, and because they watch them and leave them on loop, they drive me insane. Oh, well, that's, that's understandable. I'm sorry, but I can I can only hang a little fish. Yeah, for so long. I can sing that whole song, if you like. Can you sing Spirited Away? Hmm? No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can sing the fucking rap from Samurai Champloo. Do you remember the rap? It's like, some live, some die. I'm not going to do that. This is totally embarrassing. Some live, some die in the way of the samurai. Again, that's another reason why Samurai Champloo was so good. It had this, it had this, this hip hop vibe. Yeah, to it. it had this randomly modern hip hop would pop in, and you'd be like, "What? They're, they're they're fucking walking around with like logs on their shoulder, like they're beatboxing." You're like, <laughs> you guys, you guys. Oh, you guys. Uh, oh, what man. about you guys and gals out there? What anime recommendations do you have for us and fellow end of time cast listeners? We'd love to hear what you're into. This is uh, definitely not a touchy subject. It's not a very surface-level one. This is expansive because, as we said, anime has blown up in the past couple decades. And this, there are a multitude wanna, of series. I want to hear something weird. I want to hear something way off the fucking reservation. I don't know, man. You already brought out fucking... I, wanna, I want something either, like, horror-based and just, like, you would never have fucking thought to watch this anime, like mm-hmm. Blood yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know? You know, just something, a, something fucking, I want something that I can watch and be like, good God. Yeah. What I want, I want, I, I'd like you guys to recommend some really good anime with awesome fucking choreographed fights. He wants scenes. to see boobies. I've, I He's love, told me he loves this boobies. Is, again, and you'll see this if you have not seen it when you watch Sword of the Stranger. There are really good fights in it. There are lots of good fights in Dragon Ball Z. There are lots of good fights in Bleach. I'm, I'm a sucker for a well, you think a long, was about like, a long animated fight scene. You, I am all about that. You think Sword of the Stranger is about like samurai fighting, but it's actually a yaoi form? No, it's, it's not. Just, Stop that. Total, total Sword of the Stranger. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, tell us about your anime history. Tell us some anime you love to watch. Did you did you disagree with any of our opinions on these? Do you think well, you're wrong? Because Goku's the greatest thing alive. Goku fucking sucks. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Vegeta rules all. We all know that. Ugh. That's almost as bad. That's gonna. But be, not as. Are bad. you seriously gonna shit on Vegeta now? Oh man. Why you tell me on the side? Vegeta was my favorite. Yeah, it wasn't on the side; it was on the cast. I okay, said well, everybody likes Vegeta, including you, not me, because I'm special. Fight me! I will mention that real quick. That's we said talked about this earlier. I love the whenever uh, Vegeta finally goes Majin for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, Babidi's like, "I'll give you this power that'll make you way more powerful. You can probably fight Goku." And Vegeta was like, "Oh." He's like, yeah, I'll give, this, but you gotta fight for me. You gotta be like my henchman. And Vegeta was like, okay, go ahead. And he makes him powerful. And Vegeta goes, dude, he does this thing and does that thing. And he's like, now I need you to go over here. And Vegeta was like, bye. And Vegeta's like, okay, and I'll suck your dick too. And he was like, and wait, where are you going? The the show. Like, I need you to come do this thing. And he's like, yeah, but Goku's over there. I'm gonna go fight Goku now. He's like, but I gave you the power. I own you. You don't own shit, bitch. <laughs> and he flies into the Coliseum with all the people there and he's like fight me Goku and Goku's like no I'm not gonna do that and he fucking blasts an entire fucking the half the Coliseum of people I said fight me Goku or else I love that shit what 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 items uh, what, what things happen in Dragon Ball do you like or any other anime just 
We love to hear your anime talk. Love to hear your anime questions. You can find us on Facebook, same place. We also have a Twitter. You can twit at us. Still haven't been twitted. Nobody's twiddled me yet. Good. <laughs> Fuck you. You can also send classic style email, end of ca- end of timecast at gmail.com. That's end of timecast at gmail.com. Nobody's listening to this shit. No funny spelling needed, but we do need the emails because we need to hear from you folks. What do you like? What do you hate? Especially about anime. It's all uh, fun and games. You're probably not going to hear from us for a little while because we will be uh, planning for our episode 10, which Uh-oh. is going to be at the end of this month. Even though it's technically, this is episode 11. Yep. yep this will be episode 10, but it's a tangent episode. Tangent, tangent cast. Uh, it's going to be a good episode. Uh, hope you look forward to it. It's going to be a, it's probably going to be a really heated debate on this oh, one. Oh, yes. This is a, this is not going to be one of them, you know, what's it, ooh, it's Superman and Goku. This is gonna, this is probably going to divide some people, but it needs to be done. People need to be divided. It needs to be talked about. And actually, the, the, the division itself is actually what we're going to be talking about. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening, and we will, uh, we will see you guys soon, or you will hear us. You will hear us soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Adam. Good. Good night, everybody. Bridges.